I'm from BI Incorporated. I'm just going to strap this smoke detector on your head. Here's some gaffer tape. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, October 27, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 247. This is No Agenda. Actually, why don't we strike that and make that the 28th? What the hell is the date? Finally, proof I'm not the only one's crazy, though. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. IA in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, home of the San Francisco Giants, your National League pennant winners, and those who took the first game of the World Series, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Wow, that was one of the worst openings ever. Little sports news. <laughs> hey, thanks, John. Hey, lovely, man. Little sports news for you in the morning. Yeah, John, how you doing? You're San, you're San Francisco Giants. Right. Great. So the bat signal's broken, which sucks. You're just mad about the bat signal. I'm very mad about the bat signal. It's, it's, uh, I'm telling annoying. you, technology is not to be trusted. <laughs> It's not, it's not the way to go. It's not the way to go. Not the way to go. In the morning to you, John, and in the morning to you, and all ships at sea. Yes, and also our human resources who were all charged up and uh, in the chat room at noagendachat.net ready because their government needs them that way. That's what good human resource management is all about. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Which, where you, where's that cough coming from? A whooping cough, I'm sure. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Well, I got up at 5.30. The cough button would be useful. Well, you have no idea how often I use the cough button. You just don't hear it during the show because I'm using the... Hacking away constantly. Not not constantly. Hey, finally nice weather, though, here in Gitmo Nation uh, West in Southern California. We we got weird weather here. Yesterday was the same as today. It was it was like in the morning you get out in the morning you get up and it was like clear and it was kind of sunny, and then it clouded up and it was going to rain. Never did. And today same it was supposed to be raining as we speak and it's, it's sunny out. Well, did, and it's, it looks like the same pattern. We're going to have this sunny in the morning, rainy in the evening, which is odd. So I'm sure you followed. You know, I'm uh, being an aviator. I follow the weather. And, uh, of course, we had the strongest storm ever recorded in the Midwest, which smashed all-time pressure records. N- High pressure, low pressure? Low pressure. So it just went to zero, or what? It went to... From the uh, vacuum. No, it went to 955 millibars. Lowest ever on record. And when you look at this picture of... Uh, you have to see this, actually, because... I looked at this picture, and, and you tell me what I thought. <laughs> send, send me the yeah, hold on, thing. I'll send you the link on Skype right now. I looked at this picture, which like shows a huge whirlwind, uh, which, of course, is, the, is what a pressure area looks like, over the entire United States with its epicenter being pretty much uh, like the Great Lakes. And I'm thinking, man, harp. <laughs> they turned that fucker up full blast, and 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 meteorologists are actually calling this the weather bomb. I mean, could it get any creepier? <laughs> the weather bomb—it's a weapon of mass destruction. They're turning on us. Huh? You see it? That's what meteorologist Paul Douglas, in an exclusive interview with Brad Johnson, who, as far as I know, was a quarterback for the Bengals or something like, about the weather bomb that just hit and the global warming deniers that it's all our populate fault. his state. <laughs> it's all our fault. Why is it always boiled down to global warming? And by the, the way, science is in. 
It's, the whole article is about global warming. It's like, oh, and, and literally the science people are saying, oh, you see, now we have the lowest pressure on record. You see, you stupid deniers, you see. Like, okay. I have to say that uh, you in particular, but the show in general, nailed what is going to be the biggest meme of the year. Oh, the, bio, it the biodiversity? It's showing up everywhere. Oh, okay. It started showing up within t seven days of, of, of oh. us unveiling it. Could you turn down your mic just a little bit, John? You're over my Oh, yeah, here. Let me get a little bit down, down, down. How's that? Talk to me again. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. You were like literally like clipping. Pounding the, uh, yeah, uh, over-modulating. A little, a little more, a little more now. Now you're a little too low, a little more. Oh. Problem is, is that I'm not running through the compressor. Oh, that's what. Why aren't you running through the compressor? Because the whole little thing blew up last week. Well, you now you sound like shit. Whatever you just did a second ago was much was better than this. Okay, here I'm back to what that was. Well, kind of. It must be a loose connection. Yeah, can you like <laughs> jiggle something around, will you? There you go. How's Turn that? down your speakers. Did you can jiggle you it? Hear the speakers? No, I'm just kidding. Did you jiggle it? Yeah, I did. Jiggle it again. No. Man, but it, 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 a second ago, you were great. Now you're like, now you sounds like you're yeah, talking off change, mic somewhere. You just have to get away from the mic. Get closer to the mic now. Now I can barely hear you. Okay, I'm back oh, up to there. There you go. Yeah, I'd rather have this than what you had a minute ago. Okay. All right, I'll just back. Let me just move my thing out here a little <laughs> yeah, bit. There. Oh, no, he's moving his thing out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> moving my, my pop filter out. I don't want to see it. No, but uh, so we, we we can. I mean, this biodiversity, uh, and uh, I love our producers, which is what we call our listeners. They sent me so many links. USA Today, I think, you know, if you want to talk about, you know, a place where you know the populace is being indoctrinated, bandwagon. Uh, and I heard it on every radio station. I had, I had a couple of lunch meetings this week, so. Uh, I was driving uh, through town, and I'll listen to NPR on the FM here, and I'll listen to the AM stations, and everyone had the same report. Uh, the vertebrates are going to die. Nearly one oh, in yeah, five no. mammals, reptile, bird, or yeah. amphibian species no. are going to die. Right. The one thing we didn't hook up to, which was the, uh, which was the ancillary uh, biodiversity meme, which is that we're having a mass extinction as we speak. Every animal species is going to die. Yeah. All and then of my them. favorite one, I forgot which, which site, the first somebody sent me this too, and they, and they show all these animals, all the vertebrates are going to die, and then they show a couple of, of those cute little meerkats. No, I, uh, it's the Tasmanian devil. That's the one that I see in the USA a today. Cute little thing <laughs> yeah. peeping out of a hole. Oh, I don't want to die, you bad I don't want to die. You're killing me with your global warming. No, no, with your biodiversity. And your biodiversity, you <laughs> failed us. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a, I love the fact that we called this right on the cusp, I have to say, because you know it, we could have done this much earlier had I been really yeah, since it started. At stuff. They, they planned for this in '92 or <laughs> it's whatever. It's unbelievable, but it's literally like, and and you know, global warming is just a, it's just a subset of biodiversity. This is so much bigger. And by the way, the word rolls off the tongue nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. Biodiversity. It's you like know, I'm very concerned. I'm, yeah, but you can say, <laughs> what did you say? It's like Pinot Grigio. There's a bunch of these wines that come on the market, and everyone starts ordering them because they can pronounce them. Pinot Grigio Biodiversité. I think we should also pronounce it like that. Biodiversité. And it's not biodiversity. It's Biodiversité. It. We're going to pronounce it Biodiversité. 
and hopefully everyone else will too, which will annoy the crap <laughs> out, of, out, of, out of everyone. Biodiversite. Get it going now. It's the official pronunciation of the no agenda. Biodiversite. Honey, can I just say those jeans look great on you? Yeah, they look awesome. I love you. Come here, give me a give me a kiss, you sexy bitch, you. In the morning. <laughs> In the morning. <laughs> she is one big bundle of biodiversity. I tell you. Um. Yeah. So uh, you should read these links. Uh. uh got. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands leading the charge. They have uh, a whole bunch of programs at uh, biodiversite.nl. Well, I would think that the first thing that those under under world uh, uh, down under what are they <laughs> lowlands lowlands yeah those lowlands people should do to encourage biodiversity is tear down your dikes. <laughs> That's right. You tear down your dikes. <laughs> tear down your dikes. You know what? I bet you we could actually get that going. The dikes are killing the biodiversity, man. It's like the dikes have got to go. You know, it, it, the dikes so, have got to go because they're they're ruining the biodiversity. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how many species died when they put those dikes up? So many crustaceous beasts, beasties. But I love it because you know this. We we've we've looked into the World Wildlife Fund before. And we know that these guys are behind a lot of this. There's so much money that, you know, hundreds of billions has been poured into that. Of course, started by uh, the same guy who started the Bilderberger group, uh, Prince Bernard of uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands. So, yeah, I think this has just been like slumbering around. They've just been waiting. And and it's the timing is perfect. It's amazing to watch. And I'm so happy that at least there's about a half million people within the sounds of our voices who will now be alert and um yeah we'll be p- paying attention you know you know what i think this is to be honest about it hmm? i i think the biodiversity thing is plan b you know I, yeah yeah i think you may be right but at the same time it's 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 so genius because global warming fits under biodiversity yeah, well, that's the way a, a good that the, the best plan B in the world would work that way. Huh. So you got this other thing falling apart. You know, this one these guys quitting and getting irked, and so you pull out Plan B and bury him. This reminds me, if you don't want to, if you don't mind, a slightly boring story, but not too bad. It, uh, Tektronix used to be this company that dominated, uh, and I think in some ways it still does. But at some point during the, the what did era, they dominate in? What was their product? It was the main thing that they had were these uh, these these uh, uh, oscilloscopes and these these different you, know, you you hook up this thing to a bunch of connections and you could you could you had the little scope and you Ooh. could take a look at electrical waves. You could measure you could, stuff. You could measure stuff. Mm. And they had this really good line of oscilloscopes and they got they started to see way in advance that the Hitachis and some of these Japanese companies were going to come in and lowball. This is back in the 70s or 80s. They were going to come in and kill them. And so they just laid in wait, laid in wait. They built, they designed a whole bunch of killer oscilloscopes and kept them in the wings. And when the Japanese came in to, to kill the market, Tektronix came out and lowballed them they flooded immediately the thereafter and, and right. drove them out of the market. They never returned. Huh. And um, and of course, uh, 
Uh, you know, you still see oscilloscopes at Fry's. I was there just the other day. Yeah, they have a bunch of them. There. It's cool. It's, that's actually one of my favorite aisles, you know, to just... Actually, you know, it'd be cool to have and, one of the better oscilloscopes just hook at the things. Yeah, it's like, hey, baby, come over here. I want to hook you up to my oscilloscope. Check this out. So anyway, the, this biodiversity thing is a stunner. What did and you say? Going, Excuse me? I, I missed... Biodiversity oh, thing sorry, is, yeah. is a stunner, and it's going to be a tough one to... Uh, because there's no group there's no united nations nations isn't involved to screw it up no excuse me yes there is that's the the ipobde whatever that yeah we, but that's the, is that a united nations yes, group? I don't, yes it's a united nations group oh, of well, course there is thing, okay yeah. well then they'll screw it up <sighs> no no it's a it's a it's complementary to the ipcc it's uh, it's the, no, it's Do they it's, have it's, some creepy guy running it that doesn't know anything about anything. I don't think the the leader of biodiversity has stood up. You know, this is of course the moment where um, we need to to put our Manchurian candidate in. So what we need to do is we need to make a documentary uh, with a lot of really sad looking animals. <laughs> Get us a couple of these animals looking. Oh, I'm so cute! You're killing me. I do it like a real ominous uh, voiceover. Boom, 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 boom. Biodiversity is killing these cute little animals. And then we could have our Manchurian candidate. But someone's got to stand up. Someone will do a documentary. It'll be, you know, who, who, hmm. Clooney, maybe. Clooney. Gore's would, out. Yeah, but Clooney? How about Clooney? Clooney would be good. Uh-huh. He seems to be cropping up a lot. Mm-hmm. Clooney would be an excellent guy for that. He was on C-SPAN this week. No, was, no, but wasn't that a repeat of what you already saw? Oh, that the, the Council on Foreign Relations? Yeah, yeah no, because I, I looked at the, we got a, okay. a bat signal from one of our producers. You know, you know, we get these emails from time to time, which is interesting when you see it three days later. Like, Clooney, C-SPAN, now! You know, it's like you run over there. Uh, so, but that was a repeat of him uh, with that crazy, crazy dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Whoa. Whatever his name is. With the hair. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into uh, uh, thanking, uh, we do have an executive producer for the show. We hopefully. have one executive producer and one associate executive producer this week. Okay. I just wanted to uh, big, uh, give a, a big shout out to uh, Gitmo Nation Castanets, John, as uh, they, have, uh, they have topped everything. This is better than biodiversity. I'm going to send you the link because it doesn't quite work without the picture. As uh, they have now uh, mandated that uh, prostitutes have to wear reflective safety vests when, uh, Ooh. <laughs> when so see them better. cruising the streets. <laughs> you got to look at this picture. They're this wearing is the, great. The yellow jackets. <laughs> They're wearing a yellow with something that a guy that's working on the side of the road. But look at they've the cut them off. They've cropped wearing. them. They're like belly shirts. You know, they've cropped them off a little bit to make it look a little hipper. <laughs> So they could show some midriff. Yeah. So. Which I think that the fat guys that work at the uh, couch, uh, you know, trans should be doing too. Yeah, they should also you know, show, like the guys show some the more midriff. guts that hang out. <laughs> they need to show some midriff. <laughs> a spokesman for the regional police force said in the past couple of months, the prostitutes have been fined for two reasons. One, for not wearing the reflective jacket, and two, for creating danger on the public highway. Apparently, they stand next to the highway here in... Uh, yeah, it looks like they're standing on a freeway on-ramp. Yeah, <laughs> which I is guess, my I place of choice. has two meanings yeah. in Spain. Ooh. ooh, ooh. In the morning. I'll give you an in the morning for that, John. 
So here's what here's what these girls are obviously not the you know a lot of them aren't that sharp. It seems to me that if they're uh, making you wear these things, that you'd actually want to wear them because that you know because then you 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 are are easier to find. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think it's illegal. Well, it's, kind of, it's I think it's decriminalized. I don't think it's legal, but it's not illegal. Let me see if it yeah. says anything about that. Estimated 300,000 women work as prostitutes in Gibbon Nation Castanets, where prostitution is not illegal, but profiting from the sale of sex by another is. Okay. So you can, uh, you can't, you, you pimp. can't pimp. Right. Okay. That, that's good. I'm, I'm all, I'm down with that. That's good. 300,000. Yeah. I've been to Spain. Yeah. I, I, I guess I was driving around the wrong streets. I haven't seen one. <laughs> Were you actually cruising for, for hookers, John? No, but you look around. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's like, why is that girl standing on the corner chewing gum? <laughs> hmm. What could that be about, Poppy? I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's thank our executive producer, whoever is it. We have someone. This was a not a stellar week. Is this now worse no, no, than last week? week? This is worse than it's, last week. Well, it was bad. <laughs> let's put it that way. But we do have an executive producer, Charles Jordan, who is Sir Charles. And uh, he has uh, got his well, he, wife. He will be uh, Sir Charles today. No, he has always been Sir Charles. Why does he have a little knight thing next to his... Well, uh, because he, if you read the note, uh, he is uh, joining his wife, Dame Carol Jordan, size 7 ring. Uh, oh. And we looked it up, and he has been a knight, but I... It was somewhat confusing, but it's been determined that he's just made his wife a knight. Okay, cool. Uh, that's not the case. We'll correct it next week, and, he, and everyone will be a black knight. But yeah, he's a uh, when in Milwaukee, go to his tiki bar, and maybe you can find it by going to www.foundationbar.com. You Milwaukeeans who listen to the show, go to the uh, website foundationbar.com and go track down Charles, Sir Charles, and Dame Carol, and uh, have a mai tai or a zombie. He says, <laughs> have a zombie and get used to it. <laughs> have a zombie. So I would recommend that place. And if I go to Milwaukee, I'm going in there for sure. And uh, you might find me there. Robert Alters, our associate executive producer, Sir Robert, uh, already a knight. So we got, uh, he's actually becoming a knight this week. I think this is his last uh, donation, according to the calculation done at the home office <laughs> out of Kansas City, Missouri, $200. And so he'll be the executive, associate executive. And producer. that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Damn. We need another promotion. I was thinking of like 12, 11, 10. Ooh, dot nine, ooh. eight. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> if I can get the shit to work on time, it would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> dot yeah. nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I don't know how you can get the rest of those numbers in there without somebody giving us a quarter of a million dollars, but that's, which would be okay. Well, we, we, especially considering the fact that I'm watching uh, PBS this week, and they they've gone crazy. They they have just given up on the. I mean, they took the advice of that NPR Schiller woman, and they're just running thirty second commercials. It's just oh, really? Now the same it's same commercials that, I've seen on network TV. Now it's just pure spots, and and no one says anything about this. We're the only ones out here saying, uh, "You think there could be an agenda going on over there?" And I watched the news hour, and they got the big advertisers, Chevron and BNSF, the rail yeah. company, and, uh, you know, a couple other stooges, including some company, uh, some organization called Bread.org or some, some new feed to stop, you know, all poverty and starvation in the world. You know, one of those deals, mm. which come and go. Nice, yeah. 
Anyway, a couple of PR mentions to make. By the way, it. let me also mention Dvorak.org slash NA for people who want to become executive or associate executive producers for the show. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, when you donate, put a little note in the PayPal note section, and uh, that's what we essentially wind up reading on the air. And uh, it's uh, the only way that we can keep this show running. Barely, apparently. A couple PR mentions. Uh, NoAgendaShots.com is now officially up and running. This is the uh, short YouTube clips that uh, contain three to six minute audio bites from the show. Uh, embed them, send them around, uh, let everybody know. Uh, the uptake has been amazing, according to the producer who's working on that. Um, the uh, StopTheWar.org, I just wanted to uh, mention. These are the guys who want to, uh, let's see, a novel idea, Stop the War. They're, um, they're actually putting together a big concert. So go to stop the war. Yeah, stopthewar.org. And uh, why does anybody want to stop the war? <laughs> Are you crazy, man? We wouldn't want to stop the war. What a, stop what a, the war. What I thought that we're just in a 100% a state of war constantly. And by the way, permanent uh, orange warning at the airport. They've actually made the sign permanent. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's no longer adjustable. It's just they print no, them just, up that it's way. Just a, it's a poster. Yeah, yeah they print them up as orange. Threat level yeah. orange. Threat level orange. Threat level and, and how orange. cool is it that Stop the War as a domain name was just freely available? No one's thinking no. of that. Yeah, no one's thinking of that. Like, <laughs> say, what could I do? No, stop the war. Hmm. Oh, stop, well, the, stop war. the war. Yeah. Oh, stop the war. Yeah. <laughs> it's available. You can <laughs> probably get the dot info and dot TV as well. I'm sure it's all available. It's crazy. Stop <laughs> the war. Hey, no one registered that because no one wants to stop the war. No, the war is a moneymaker. For, not for us. No. Then um, uh, Sir Randy is uh, coming through with his uh, no agenda. Uh, this is the, uh, the $33.33 uh, subscription for the Mothership Boarding Pass. Only 999 available, of course, because I'm going to be uh, one of the 1,000. And if you go to noagendamothership.com, there you can see the passes. Uh, they, they look beautiful. I have to say, you get a poster, you get uh, your name and or your alias uh, embedded on uh, <laughs> your <alias>. <laughs> <laughs> embedded on your uh, boarding pass. Uh, they're numbered. Uh, I think there's a poster you get. Let me see. Uh, yeah, bonus poster. And uh, just go to noagendamothership.com. It's in the show notes at noagendashownotes.com. It's beautiful. And it's a great reason, a great way to support the show. And uh, it's a hedge, you know, you never know. It's a hedge and you have a boarding pass. And uh, should they show up, you say, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, here's my uh, boarding pass. I'll be like, oh, hello, you must be uh, one of the uh, new agenda human resources. Welcome aboard, sir. Would you like a champagne before we uh, take off? And uh, human resource Chris uh, says, okay, the no agenda dice are... Uh, are out. People who ordered their dice have their, uh, had their orders shipped to them on the 26th. There are still 19 pairs of dice available for sale at noagendadice.com. The sooner they sell out, the sooner the show gets the money. Okay. So, uh, and our dice have apparently been mailed out, uh, John. Our uh, complimentary. Our complimentary. Uh, I think we should, somebody dice. should slip, go play craps at the uh, Caesar's Palace in <laughs> Just Vegas. roll them on the table. Roll them on the table. See how that works for you. <laughs> see, see how that, see how, what it feels like to be thrown, thrown out, out of a casino. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A. It's extremely important. And, of course, we thank our executive producer for today, Sir Charles Jordan, and our associate executive producer, Sir Robert Alter. Looks like uh, the same people are supporting the show. Uh, we could use with some new, fresh blood, and we could use a lot more of it. But, guys, you know how it works. Your credit is valid. We will vouch for you. We highly appreciate it. And for everyone else out there, here's one thing you can do. Propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out. We hit people in the mouth. Remember, it ain't over till the fat guy gets tased. Uh, right. So I noticed that you didn't have a lot of clips for today, which I found uh, interesting. And, you know, in our little pre-show amble there, as I was getting shit working again. Pre-show uh, amble. I like that. Yeah. You said, uh, well, you know, there's nothing happening. I'm like, what planet were you living on? I was watching the Giants. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew it was something like that. It's, I, it's bad. That's what sports does to you. It's, it's, it's an opiate of the masses. It's nuts that you fall into that trap. Ah, I mean, I, somebody's got to do it. It's really, it's, uh, it's quite sad. It keeps me in tune with the real people, not the kind of phony balonies you're down there with. Wow. That's such an insult to every, yeah, I mean, I mean you say everybody in Los Angeles. <laughs> you still, yeah, need, I guess it is. I'm sorry, everybody in Los Angeles. And, and I'm not, it's not about Los Angeles. It's about, you know, Keeping your eyes open and uh, and working for uh, you know wor- working for our people, you know? working. Yeah. So you mentioned the uh, the terror uh, threat alert permanent now at Orange in Gitmo Nation. What happens if a real alert comes out? No one's going to buy into red. <laughs> they have to like go around with a magic marker. What are they going to do? It's Change all permanently it. orange. Yeah, but and why is it orange? Why isn't it permanently yellow? Because orange is a little more scary than uh, yellow. Yeah. And when has it ever been green? Never. Ever since they started this never. program. Never. It's, it's never, never been, been green. Of course not. So, but so it, we're but, never going to be safe. It's never going to be green. This, is like, the, this no. is like the carrot in front of the donkey. This is ridiculous. Well, in, Gitmo, Just, in Gitmo Nation East, it's gotten a little bit worse. Uh, you know, ever since uh, the United States issued the terror warning alert, we kind of forget about these things. This was just a few a few weeks ago. It's like, oh, don't travel to Europe. Stay home and shop here, slaves. Don't go to Europe because, like, we could afford to go to Europe with the with the euro at uh, a buck forty. Yeah, okay. Don't go to and, and the pound buck sixty. Don't go to Europe. Don't go to Europe because uh, you know there's threats of terrorist attacks. And the BBC is uh, propagating the message nicely. As so, they, is the, so is the French government. But ha, listen, listen to the BBC report. This, mind you, is from BBC Radio 1. This is the, uh, like the top 40 station, like the hip station. This is what Chris Moyle's DJ is on, and this is what they're bestowing upon the youth. Radio 1. Newsbeat. It's one of the things security services are most worried about, attacks by small gangs armed with guns and grenades. Now police in the UK are stepping up their training to prepare for a terrorist strike similar to the one that happened in Mumbai a couple of years ago. Officers are being given more powerful guns and extra training with the SAS. Newsbeat's Greg Dawson has more from Euston Station in London. This place is one of the UK's busiest stations with people using it to get across London and the rest of the UK. I 
love the fact there's a little virgin train service in there. A little unnoticed item there. Locations like this tick the box for the sort of places intelligence agencies are most worried about becoming... T- places like this tick the box, John. They tick the box because so it's a do. train station where people get on trains. Tick the box. Uh, this, is just, this, is, this is just leading us into what Obama promised wouldn't happen, right, which, which is having your shoes checked when you get on a train just to humiliate you. Take oh, your yeah. shoes off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrorism. Tens of thousands of people use it every day, and despite a few police officers dotted about, there are fears it's vulnerable to the kind of attack that happened in India in 2008. So they're they're basically saying Mumbai style attacks. This is the new meme. Mumbai yeah, style attacks. Yeah, no, they've attacks. been saying this since Mumbai, the beginning. Yeah. In Mumbai, a gang Mumbai. of ten gunmen took hostages in the city's hotels and killed more than 160 people over three days. Now, defence chiefs have ordered police here to learn new tactics to cope with a similar attack. Yeah, I think it's legitimate. I think it's we need to do it. If we don't train, then how do we deal with it? I love how they picked it, like random person off the street. I think it's good. I think we should do it. I think it's wonderful. Just keep on doing it. This is great. How else will we be safe? We won't be safe if we don't have it. Come on, please, let's do it. It happens. Now, that'll mean police marksmen training with SAS units and armed response units getting more powerful weapons to cope with gangs of gunmen armed with automatic guns. Where's the person on the other side of the of the story who says, I don't like it, I don't think it's necessary, and I feel really unsafe with uh, police with uh, huge uh, automatic weapons? They only get the, the shill in there in the report. Hi, my name's Pete. I think it's very reassuring. If they are being trained, all the better for us. The thinking behind all of it. All the better for us. We are slaves! What a crock of crap this report is. Yeah, but this is... Yeah, where is the guy saying, hey, this is bogus. What do we need all these armed-to-the-teeth cops around here for? Nothing's going on. And if it goes on, take action then. What are we... The place is becoming a police state and they can't find one person on the street that would say anything? The BBC should be ashamed of itself. Um, not one person involved in more than 100,000 stops and searches by police in Gitmo Nation East under the anti-terror powers. So they do, they actually, they do this at train stations. They pull people aside. They search them. They stop them. They search them. Um, the report is now out. 101,248 stops and searches. Not one single terrorist caught. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They didn't catch anyone. Nothing. They don't catch anybody. They haven't caught anybody. There's nobody to catch. Yeah. And when somebody is there, I mean, if somebody's actually planning something, they're going to stay, you know, they're not going to be roaming around with a with bomb on them. <laughs> they're going to plan, 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 and they're going to do something. And they have no way of defending against that. The best they can do is if something happens, then they take action after the fact. And, you know, or the public, generally speaking, if we take a look at these last two episodes that took place on these airplanes, the shoe bomber, which was, what, 10 years ago, and the new guy, the underpants guy, the underwear bomber, both of them were taken care of by the public at large who happened to be on the planes or the shoe Bombers beating the crap out of with a with a, a fire extinguisher over the noggin, and the other guy was just jumped because he couldn't do anything. The, where's all these trained experts that are loaded to the gills with with weaponry? They're not doing anything. Give me a break. This whole thing is a scam just because they're going to turn the country into a police state. And you know, what, 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 why am I complaining? I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying listening to you though. It's kind of nice. Italy, by ridiculous. the way, it's ridiculous. Italy is opting out of the uh, the naked body scanners. 
Which Good is for them. Interesting. Because they're useless. The naked body, well, how many people have the naked body scanners caught? Nobody. How many little kids have gone through there so these, these creeps could, like, take a look at them? Lots. Yeah. We got a couple message. One from our producer, Benjamin. Adam, I'm listening to uh, No Agenda 245. You talked about airport scanners and encouraging people to opt out. I was in the USA three weeks ago. I opted out from the full body scan when I applied for an electronic travel authorization to travel to the United States, which is, you know, this is the new thing now. It's our way of welcoming you. Uh, I was declined within uh, seven days. I can only put this down to the fact I opted out. Now I have to change my plans and apply for a manual visa costing a couple hundred dollars in several weeks. Uh, you know, you don't come here. That's obvious. Like, we don't want you here. That's clear. Yeah, we don't want tourists anymore. Go away. <sighs> That's it's really hurting us. How the us. Chamber of Commerce, the great American Chamber of Commerce, doesn't get all, jump all over this because it is hurting tourist traffic. I mean, I know people that say, well, I tried to go. I couldn't get in. People from Brazil can't get into the country. I'll tell you. I, I mean, it's costing us serious money, and nobody says anything. I don't even want to fly to uh, the East Coast for Thanksgiving. I don't want to do it. I, I, I just don't want to go. I mean, in, in that regard, they've beaten me down. I don't want to go through the humiliation. I just, and, you know, I'm going to opt out, of course, and I, I just don't want to deal opt with it. Opt out, opt out, opt out. Producer Dave says, uh, I, I'm uh, going to give you guys some great insider info very soon. I just got to the airport, and I stood in a very long line. They were sending everyone through the one and only metal detector slash body scanner line. Took twice as long to get to the front. When I'm in the front, I realized the TSA guy is an old friend of mine. I said, uh, dude, you're going to hate me for this, but I, I'm going to opt out. He didn't blame me and took me to do the pat-down himself. And in, by the way, that, of course, is a se severe violation of TSA regulations. Uh, he took me aside to do the pat-down himself, informed me that he had quite a few stories to tell. I didn't even have to initiate the conversation. He says the people, that people are quitting right and left because they don't want to deal with the body scanner stuff. Good, 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 good. The opt-out meme is working. The lines are longer, staff is getting smaller, and people are even more bitchier. And he says on the 29th, which we've discussed in this very program, they'll be switching to a more aggressive crotch rub, which I think is not a bad thing, actually. <laughs> the crotch rub. <laughs> yeah, crotch rub. Crotch rub. Ah, that's, that's fantastic. And how many people have they caught? Let me think. None. Uh, in Newark... The uh, the body scanners are eighty five million flights a year around the world. How many people have they caught with the naked None. body scanner? None. None. By the way, who's the who's the guy who isn't there some famous person that that's the head of the company that makes those things that yeah. used to be part of the government? Yeah, he was like the former Secretary of Defense, I think. Huh. Huh. How does that work? So in Newark, uh, the uh, the naked. Uh, the Peep Show Machines. That's my new name. Peep Show. It's a peep show for these guys. The Peep Show Machines are late uh, because, of course, demand is so high that, uh, uh, that L3 can't, uh, can't even uh, get them everywhere in time. And uh, I think we, there was a quote here from Ann Davis, uh, TSA spokeswoman. Uh, insisted passengers are no less safe at airports without the full body scanners. Huh. Which she said are not necessarily more effective screening measures than metal detectors, pat-downs, and behavioral profiling. Huh. However, she stressed, 
Scanners are simply meant to be faster and less physically intrusive. Please. This is now the message from the TSA? Is that they don't really work any better, but it's the speed speed you along, which is patently untrue. Because it, it doesn't ta- speed you along. It takes it's humiliating. Longer. It's stupid. Yeah, it takes yeah, longer. It fa- how can it be you speed you along when you with the with the metal detector you walk through it? You walk through yeah. it, and they look at a bunch of you know lights, and and you're done. <laughs> with the light, uh, like, beep beep beep. Ugh. With this thing, they stop you. You got to stop. You got to wait. You got to they, put they your hands you up. Throw your arms in the air. That you have to wait. Throw your hands in the air, party hardy like you just don't care. And wait, slave. Yeah, it's not faster at all. But but to say that oh they're not really safe doesn't really enhance anything. It's just for your it's for your convenience. It just makes things go a little bit faster. Come on, just go through it. Come on, don't hold up the line. Go through it already. Did you see that Fox News piece on that back the backscatter van that they have driving around? Yeah. Oh my God! Just irradiating people on the street. How how, how can this? I mean, for, it, how can this be legal? Yeah, I mean, a from a like a radiation standpoint. B, they're looking into your shit. They're just driving by. That's an illegal search. You want to hear a piece of the uh, of that package they put together? Yeah, let's hear it. This may look like an ordinary delivery van, but its mission isn't transportation, it's investigation. The Z-Backscatter is an x-ray imaging system we use to uh, detect things like... Uh- I think the, the word backscatter, by the way, is brilliant marketing. Because it sounds so... Oh, it's, it's not x-ray, it's backscatter. You know, scatter, it's just like scatter, backscatter. You know what I mean, John? I think that's yeah, chosen backscatter. very... backscatter. Yeah, it's a backscatter. Yeah, it's not x-ray. What are you, stupid slave? It's not going to give you cancer or cataracts. It's backscatter. Uh, narcotics, plastics, could be explosives. And like the outside of the van, oh, the yeah. inside of a ZBV looks just like a normal passenger vehicle. Only this one comes equipped with a screen that can x-ray just about anything around it. Yay! These trucks can be used to, to look basically at cargo, the screen trucks that come into the U.S. We've had a system on site at the U.S. Open Golf Tournament. <laughs> What? I know, I know. That, that caught my attention, too. We had a system at the U.S. Open Golf. Tri- what is that? They, like, they have a sponsorship with them or something? Are they sponsoring the PGA? No, they're probably a- irradiating everyone who goes and watches golf, which may be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. We can check deliveries. While you're driving past, you're literally... We can check deliveries. So we can make sure that you're not being delivered a bomb. Seen inside the vehicle. Besides Homeland Security, wow. the maker of the Z backscatter sells the x-ray vans to local police departments, the Transportation Safety Administration, and also several unnamed clients, which has some asking just exactly who are using these vans and how. Now, one of the concerns with the vans is possible health risks they might pose to human subjects. But the DHS says... Ooh, nice word. You are a human subject. Mm. You're not a human being. No, human subjects. Human subjects. Look, this 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 woman is amazing. She, uh, If she really wrote... Do you think she wrote this or... No, this has got to be a script, right? No one in their right mind says, uh, well, what's questionable here is uh, how this will affect human subjects. You know, the, the, those things over there with the two legs and the two arms. Well, what do we call them? Human subjects. Yes. Opposed to human subjects. But the DHS says even on the rare chance someone were to walk right by the beam, the radiation dose is still extremely low. <laughs> the rare chance you might walk I'm by. I'm blinded. <laughs> you might walk by the truck. That's they, they're literally saying that. You know, anything that goes by, we scan it. <laughs> the equivalent of a chest x-ray or less. Still the bigger. What? Yes. A yes. chest x-ray or, is a pretty good dose. <laughs> or less. Or less. 
Well, less, it could be less if you're running. <laughs> you run by it, it'll be less. It's the equivalent of a chest x-ray or less. Still, the bigger public concern seems to be the potential for privacy violations. Since the van the see through cars. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. Clothes and even into some homes. Pretty creepy when you think about it that somebody can see inside your own personal vehicle and see everything that's going on. No one needs to know what's going on in the privacy of your own home, what you're doing in your car when you're driving down the street. McCabe says local law enforcement and private companies must abide by privacy laws. And he says the image of a body, for example, leaves a lot to the imagination. Listen, uh, oh, you don't actually see a naked body. Let's, it, you no, just have to imagine. It Here it comes. Nation. It looks very similar to a store mannequin. Oh, it's a store mannequin. Hey, listen, when I was a kid, I used to get wood looking at the store mannequins. You know, when they were undressed, I'm like, oh. oh, 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 oh. Well, there you have it. Oh. That's what this is. This is this is bordering on the absolute ludicrous. Where's the ACLU in this matter? Where's the ACLU with all this crap? I don't know. Do you support them? How were they funded? I, I, I don't unsupport them. I mean, I think they do good work. They do a lot of stupid stuff, and they, they seem to be they seem to be left of center, generally speaking. But I've seen them do stuff that nobody else will pick up on that 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 are a good thing. So I have no objection to the ACLU out of hand. Like you know, there's all the right wing talks. Oh, the ACLU evil doers. Right. But in fact, I've seen them do a lot of good stuff that 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 nobody else picks up on, including the right wing. So I mean, give me a break. Well, I uh, I, I really don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why. But people where are, are they now? I don't know. I don't understand why people aren't up in arms. I, I'm outraged by this. If I see one of those van, those vans, I'm uh, I'm not going to walk past it. That's for sure. I mean, you can't even know that just nondescript looks like a U-Haul with the U-Haul taken off. That's not good. No, it's not. And 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 they're being sold to any company. And people are complaining about the Google truck going by with a bunch of cameras on it? There you go. This is a good point. Excellent point. Oh, the Google truck came by. Oh, no. They took a picture of my house. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got the government. It's Meanwhile, you've got a, a naked picture on a, on a website someplace. It's a chest x-ray or less. Don't worry about it. Hey, yeah. And hey. Of course, do you, how many chests? Shut what up. if you walk past the place twice? Did you get two chest x-rays? What if you're hanging out there? What if you stop and lean against the thing and make a phone call? <laughs> what, are you getting 100 chest x-rays? This is good? This is bogus. I can't believe that these reporters would report it such a way without any negative input. Really, what's wrong with these people? Hey, but this reporter is hot. Oh, okay, never mind. That's one mother I'd like to. New jingle. And by the way, somebody points out to me, JC as a matter of fact, Uh that the puffer machines, which they had in all these places... Yeah, which they're, they're out of style, right? That was the the, the puffer machines. Apparently, is the only thing that's ever caught anything because it can pick up explosives and all these things in minute quantities because it just puffs you with air. Yeah, and then looks for what's in the air. And the Israelis apparently are using them on the border because that's apparently the only thing that works. And is, Israelis, by the way, aren't using the naked body scanners. No, because they don't work. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. They're not going to actually use something that doesn't work. No, they're not <laughs> stupid. They're not stupid like all these airports around here that in the United States. They're not stupid like Americans, apparently. Wow, people. I've said enough. Yes, you have. I've said my piece. All right, then, uh, then I just need to launch into it, John, because uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of studying today. Uh, actually, over the past couple of days, I, I spent a lot of time last night and got up early this morning uh, to assemble everything. This will be in the show notes. This is what you are paying for, by the way. This is what you uh, support. 
Oh, by the way, I just got an alert here. Giant Sun Twister on October and, 27th, 28th. Hmm. Brother. And by the way, uh, for students who listen to the show, there's enough resources in these show notes. If you go back and look at a, a, a lot, to, I mean, you can put reports together and get A's so easily, 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 easily. without doing any, you know, any cheating, so to speak. No, you did the research. Well, you did the research. So, um... The 25th Amendment of these United States of Gitmo Nation is a very interesting amendment. And uh, if you Google 25th Amendment, you'll see a lot of news stories that have uh, popped up. And this comes on the heels of uh, the, uh, in the White House Insider. I think we talked about this uh, probably about a month ago. This is uh, this blog. It's kind of a blog site called Newsflavor.com. And on Newsflavor.com, uh, there's this guy who uh, has been interviewing a former White House insider, someone who just left the White House a couple months ago, was on the Obama transition team. And, uh, and that guy basically said, Obama is insane. <laughs> He's, remember that? He has lost it. He's gone completely insane. Yeah, I've read all these reports, too. I have a comment after you're done. So let me, uh, instead of me reading what's going on, um, and, I, and, I, and I, of course I have some thoughts about this as well, uh, this is how it's uh, being, it's, it's propagating, it's moving throughout the channels, and once it moves off the written page into the news media, uh, that's when it starts to get interesting. So the first report where it uh, showed up, of course, was on uh, Russia Today. What went wrong, uh, Mr. Espanis? Why? And they've got some kind of guy here who is basically, who, uh, this is great, you know, we could be consultants for any, any cable channel, because this guy basically just read the... Uh, read these reports and he's propagating it like uh, like he like he was there himself but it's interesting and you can hear the backstory just by listening to this piece Barack Obama appeared to be so unpopular as he has become today well as I've said to you before he was completely unqualified to be president in the first place uh, he was a good campaigner he had mm. a lot of money behind him uh, but what happened once he got inside the White House and these reports come from people inside the White House uh, is that he's very unhappy having to govern. He likes to campaign. He does not like to govern. Uh, there are reports that he's very frustrated. He's very depressed. Some reports are that he's on medications uh, <laughs> and that he cannot concentrate or focus. I mean, it's a mental problem. Uh, <laughs> and he cannot concentrate or focus on the, the task that faced him as president. Um, so you put someone in who's unqualified, who has a psychological, a serious psychological problem to begin with, which is a problem of, of narcissism, uh, and you put him under the pressures of the presidency, and the man is beginning to crack. Uh, he's actually now on the verge of a meltdown. Yay! Well, you know, apart from that... Uh, well, besides that little ditty you just threw out there. ...feeling you might have, you know, what happens at the end of the day, Ed, is, is this... Uh, second term that seems to be more and more unattain unattainable. How would you comment on that? It's not like he's leading the witness, but okay. Well, I, it's, it's very doubtful at this point that he will last out his first term. Um, there are people, as I've said, within uh, the administration, within the government, and people within the Democratic Party uh, who are seriously considering uh, how to remove Obama from the presidency. Uh, this has been given
been a big push also by my boss, uh, Lyndon LaRouche, the founder of the oh, Intelligence right. Review. Lyndon LaRouche. Uh, Lyndon LaRouche. Anyway, the 25th Amendment, for those of you, uh, you know, we have uh, this document here in the United States, kind of a funny thing, no one ever really reads it anymore. Uh, it's called the Constitution. And uh, it's kind of the rules, the law of the land. Uh, so, Amendment 25, Section 1, in case of the removal of the president from office of his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. But Section 4 is the one that's most interesting. Whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive department or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, transmit to the president pro tempore, that's like tempura, I guess, of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives, their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. And then there's like, you know, the president can say, that's not true, I'm not crazy. And then uh, they'll put him back in power until Congress then, uh, with a two-thirds majority, says, you are crazy, you're not crazy, you're crazy. And if the Congress says you're crazy, <laughs> then uh, then they can kick you out. So, of course, uh, what uh, the, the what these reports of this so-called insider are saying is, well, when the Republicans, and, and I think it's still an if, but when the Republicans take the House, then they'll have enough of a majority to uh, declare the president insane. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, but but these reports are great. You know, he's like he's drinking. Michelle is freaking out. He smoked more she than two, pa- two packs a day. She hates being there. I mean, John, your take on the situation? It's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the take. So I sent this to a friend of mine who is like waist deep in Republican uh, politics. He's a, he's a public relations guy in the Republican Party that uh, th- involved all the strategizers. And there's a bunch of companies. They all work together and they know each other. So I sent this this entire memo which was the Mazden report. Wayne Mazden, one of those guys. And well, it's, it's it's Wayne Mazden, but he's only reporting on this news flavor. On the, on the thing coming out. But this, it, what, Lyndon LaRouche, by the way, is the key to this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, he's like yeah. he is the one who's crazy. But anyway, so he, but he puts together good entertaining material i'm not going to argue against that and he's fun to watch when he speaks uh-huh. he has this cre- weird creepy t- t- style of speaking but anyway so i sent it over there and they pass it around apparently all these different uh, they hadn't seen know, this group. before the guy had not seen no this? you're and kidding they, me now he said they never heard of this whole thing and there's nobody in the republican party that has anything to do with anything he even knows about it and they think it's just like wow this is crazy and they just they just kicked it back as bullshit. Well, he, he, so the, he, he, this whole the premise for this thing is is completely bogus, and anyone who buys into it is just looking for trouble. And you see the memes. I mean, the two memes that cropped up in that Russia Today report is the unqualified meme and the narcissism thing, which keeps cropping up. And of course, then they say, you know, maybe he doesn't do a lot of work. I get the feeling that he does like that. Now you put a lot of little truth in with the with the fakery, and you get a you know you get an image that you you can believe. He likes to play golf. He watches basketball he's really into sports apparently watches espn all the time probably following the giants game i might add and he does all those things and he probably prefers to go out on the stump and speak rather than sit around and deal with these meetings all day and he's probably not the world's greatest president but he's not crazy or anything else and and whether or not he gets kicked out by the party is is not going to have anything to do with this but it would be an easy way to get him out, just to you know. Yeah, it's I mean, not, look, it'd be a hard way to get him I out. Disagree. You set that precedent, and every president is at risk. Never happened in a million years. Okay, so I, uh, two sides of these reports, and actually, uh, a new one came out on the twenty sixth. So that's uh, two days ago, uh, which which was the best one. But uh, 
uh, previously, uh, I, I think the guy makes a point when he says, okay, look at the people who had the exodus of the White House, Rahm Emanuel, Chief of Staff, James Jones, National Security Advisor, Ellen Moran, Communications Director, Van Jones, of course, Mr. Green Jobs, Mark Lippert, Deputy National Security Advisor, David Ogden, Deputy Attorney General, Greg Craig, White House Counsel, uh, Peter Orzag, uh, Director of Office Management and Budget, of course, who also advised Iceland, uh, Dennis Blair, Director of National Intelligence. Well, wait, before you read all these names, let me say something. Half of these people are people that we've been complaining about since day one. Orzag, we hated. He's out. That's yeah. a good thing. Yes. Rahm Emanuel, we hated. He's out. That's a good thing. I'm not seeing this as a big negative. I'm just saying that there's an exodus. So you can't deny that these... Uh, posts are important and for these people to leave within the first year is uh, interesting to say the least well i'm not so sure that we can't document this with other presidents maybe, I'm maybe. Not- I, I haven't i haven't done it's okay it's okay now now here's the one that tipped me off to this being like all right now this is where the guy lost it this is in the the october 26 interview with the washington insider and who keeps predicting uh, a huge scandal just before the elections and now he's got to hurry up because uh, it's like uh, the election is November 2nd and uh, the scandal, you know, I think they're really too late even to, to, to pop anything. And the insider says, oh, no, it's not going to it's going to be a number of scandals. Leans, oh, yeah. Let we a, got one, two, three, four, four days to go. Here we go. Well, I'm, I'm hey, look, I'm just reporting on it. Leans back, folds arms across chest, looks outside, then back to me. OK, then I'll point your nose in the right direction. Enough people are sniffing in the same garbage pile anyways. <laughs> anyways, I love that. Including the Times. Though I suspect they are burying it at the moment or trying to. They are still heavily invested in Obama, but that may change soon. Okay, that sounds reasonable. Go back to Chicago. That's the key. There's other crap around the White House, other things that could trip them up. But Chicago is where the real heavy deal is that could bring the administration down. Go back and review Blagojevich. Go and review Rezco, Barton, Stern, Giordano, uh, Carruthers, Jarrett. It's one and the same. It's all connected and it's big. And people know the White House is expletive itself over this stuff. Pelosi has it. The Clintons have it. More of it than they had in 2008. So here's what I like about this. So first of all, this is like, okay, duh. You know, everyone's been on the... I mean, everyone tried that. You know, the, the Chicago mob, it's like nothing... That's buttoned down. Of course, uh, there's all kinds of nastiness going on there. But what I like about it is you don't even need to have a scandal now for, every, you know, oh, well, Pelosi knows, and Clintons know, and everyone knows... This could propel into something. It could, you know, this is how stuff gets made up. It could happen. Yeah, anything can happen. But, of course, nothing's going to happen because the whole thing is bullshit. Hmm. Okay. I like thinking that our president's insane, though. (laughs) Well, no, I think the whole thing is, um, but this is Lyndon LaRouche-style stuff, by the way. If you read his material, just anything he ever writes, it's always very entertaining with the craziness that just permeates everything. And, yeah, no, I like the idea. I mean, I think it would be hilarious, you know, if the, you know, but the... He's but insane. It's not good. But this is wishful thinking. 
<laughs> on the worst, the worst type of wishful thinking. It's not like the guy's a screw up and they can't vote him out of office because he can't get make one job for a you know an employee in this country. That's no good. But if he's criminal, you know, insane or if criminally he's, insane, he's or he's walking drugs. around the White House naked, he's a flasher, <laughs> and he's got all these issues, and he plays golf with no clothes on, and he's you know does nothing but watch ESPN and drool. Smoking, smoking. Much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's what I <laughs> want. That's the American way. Damn it. We don't want it. We don't want him to be. You know, it's too complicated to say the guy sucks. We got to say the guy's nuts. That's where that works. So, anyway, I, I really liked it. I, I, I enjoy reading this, and you can enjoy it too by going to uh, noagendashow.com, uh, and we have it in our show notes there. I and agree. It's very enjoyable. It's I'm not going to argue. Completely entertaining. And, and I guess uh, uh, Sunday we'll speak again, and if the, the big scandal hasn't hit by then, uh, <laughs> then uh, that's a big scandal. The, well, you never know. You never, never know. It could happen. Yeah, it's going to be Michelle Obama wears bloomers. <sighs> Well, she's apparently going nuts. I mean, she's oh, yelling. she can't stand it. I can see that. Yeah, I'll be sure. Well, well, yeah, no, she's got a 747 at her beck and call and can go anywhere in the world at the drop <laughs> of a hat with all her handmaidens, and she's miserable. <laughs> she could be making so much more money doing something else. <laughs> what a crock of crap that's got to be. I'm miserable, damn it. <laughs> Fire up the jet, Barry. I'm miserable. Oh, I love it. Hey, you know, I'm amazed you don't have any clips from the John Stewart show. Uh, Obama was on with John Stewart, and you don't have any clips. You, what you, this game thing is really—it's got you hypnotized, you slave. Wait, hold on a second. Let me—I was just looking at some picture stats. Uh, let me get off that. Okay, what? Are you checking your porn size? I miss the John Stewart show with Obama. I figured, why do I, I'm sick of seeing Obama on these shows playing, you know, you know, they're going back and forth. He's a funny guy. Okay. He's got a sense of humor. We know that. We've seen him on Letterman exchanging barbs. He's a good ad libber. He's, he, he's on the, he takes, you know, he picks up on, on the other guy's humor. I'm sure it was a laugh riot. I'm going to get nothing out of it. It's just, it's another distraction. Mm. Nothing to see over here is the theme you should be playing. So did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I didn't find out until this morning. I'm pooping, and I'm like, ah. Uh, How did you find out while you were pooping? Was it in your poop? <laughs> I can read these things. No, that's when I sit down with my iPad, and uh, I enjoy my session. I, you know, I'm, That's how I do my best work. Brother, what, we do, have you some... Don't, uh, you don't read? You don't read when you're, uh, when you're in the... In I, it doesn't take me that long to poop. I don't sit there straining while holding on to something for dear life. Let me, let me just explain. <laughs> like the guy in the woods. <laughs> just explain something to you. There are guys, you apparently are not one of them, who take that time, um, which also is known as a confessional, to... Uh, to just relax, you know. I'm I, the pooping. The pooping part <laughs> relax on my own time. I, taking a poop to me is not a moment of relaxation. I think I'll go relax, but honey. I'm going to go take a nap in the on the crapper. Well, I I I, I have to admit that I uh, I'm basically just sitting there just reading. <laughs> After I, I've already pooped, and I'm just I can't like, can't get away from this dance. Well, you got the phone; he's probably taking calls on the crapper. No, I don't. I don't. I I, tr- I tend not to take the uh, phone into the into the crapper, but uh, the iPad is great. You know, I just sit there, and before you know it, it's like, oh, oh, and my 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 legs start to fall asleep. 
God. <laughs> Tell me that you don't have this, people out there. I'm sure someone has this. I'm sure other guys do this. It, it, it's a moment of, you know what it is? It's the only time when guys have absolute solitude because, you know, if you live with other people, particularly with women, and, and I'm just saying, the one thing that's guaranteed women will stay away is when you're pooping. <laughs> They're not going to come and bother you. It's a given. How long is that guy going to be in there, mom? <laughs> I have to admit, uh, I, 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 half an hour sometimes, easily. Oh, please, that's bogus. I'm no not, way. Not true. True. You have to take a shower afterwards. Uh, but uh, the business is done. I'm you just have kind a bunch of... of dried poop all over you. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Unless you're doing the poop and wipe. You poop and wipe, poop and wipe. <laughs> I mean, it's the only way I can see it not drying up on you. You got a body te- skin temperature is high. No, but you see, I'm done with all the business. And oh, I'm you just... just sit there after the fact? <laughs> I've already flushed. Oh, brother. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I don't no, think I'm, I'm alone. Saying, I mean, you can't, you know, lock a door, I mean, you know, in your office. I mean, if you don't want to have people well, bugging you. No, it doesn't work that way. <clears throat> I'm telling you, guys, this is a little trick. Take it from me. If you want to be left alone and just do your business, then you just uh, take your your laptop or whatever uh, when you're pooping and uh, no one will bother you. Because, you know, uh, yeah. Everybody's probably thinking you're jerking off in there. Well, you know, there's different things you can do. Some prepare for the show. Some base their meat. So let's. Uh, we got some. Uh, some. We have some contributions. Even though I don't didn't see the John Stewart show. Um, contributing to our go show. back and look at. It. I'll go check it out on the daily. It's on the daily dot com. The daily show dot com website. I'll take another look, and we can talk about it on Sunday if I see anything giveaway, of any some little tidbit in there that is like yeah. important. Although I doubt it. Stewart is a, you know is a big fan of Obama's, and I'm sure there was a love fest between the two of them. I didn't want to witness. By the way, before we uh, get into the donations, I, I really want to thank um, our producers. Here's a. Uh, Here's what what uh, some of your uh, funding and support went to. Uh, we bought a uh, a network area storage device for the uh, Crackpot Command Center, which was really needed because um, not just for this program but also for daily source code. The hard drives were filling up, and you know this, this slows down the machines and stuff starts to break. And uh, that's I was just finishing up that all that configuring uh, this morning. Uh, and these are not these are not cheap items, you know. It's like three hundred bucks, but now we have uh, you know five terabytes of uh, of storage. You have five like, terabytes at the house. Yeah, at the command center. Yep, at the hilltop watchtower. That's yeah. a good number. Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome, and it's all uh, uh, redundant. About raid five, the whole deal. You no, know, back it up anyway. Oh yeah, no. Uh, excuse me. And and I have a backup which uh, can be removed. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, but it's uh, is great. But you know, everyone who does backups like that, you always have to do one thing once in a while. You got to check to see if you can actually restore. You know, I went to this place, Drive Savers, that fixes drives that they get in a fire and whatever. They can like recover data from almost anything. And they say the number one thing people do is they have this great backup system that then the system goes down and they try to restore. There's not, they won't restore because it, it doesn't work. Well, I will say that's the beauty with uh, with Max and Time Machine. That's that thing actually works. I've tried it many times. It saved my ass before. Uh, works great. So I'm not not only using Time Machine on the on the on the main machine, so it backs up to the uh, to the to the NAS. 
which is what it is. It's a NAS. Um, but it's also a centralized storage device so that I'll never be without our important files because I can also access it securely over the Internet. You know, I'm also thinking of giving up Gmail and, and just hosting a mail server here. I'm sick and tired of all this cloud crap. I want my own cloud. Hey, you, get off of my cloud. The problem with that is that Gmail is actually, even though it's I don't freaking use freaking great. Use it. That's a problem. It's so it's awesome. It's great because you can search within. I know. The, I, know. The, I can't. I have, mine's on the cloud. I made mean, my own cloud, actually, uh, computer time out of, uh, of the peninsula. A friend of mine runs. And uh, it's a great, and I can do all my, my email is pretty private. I don't have to worry about somebody turning all the stuff over to the feds because he, this guy's like a libertarian uh, who wouldn't do it. And he just tell, he just erase everything. Uh, <laughs> so I don't worry about that, but it's not like I have a problem that way. But the point is, is that if I try to do deep searches within the, within the content uh, of my, you know, I have something like 100,000 emails in the system. I can't do it because the thing just goes, uh I don't think so. Yeah. And that's the end of it. With Google, you can search all kinds of different ways yeah. and find stuff that you have. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's amazing. I know. But it, you and know, of course, I'm, they'll I'm, turn I'm, it over to the feds in a drop of a hat. Yes, exactly. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. You've got... Karma. All right, so uh, I need to mention something here. A uh, little uh, No Agenda Karma story from Noah, who was uh, who donated $71 a couple weeks ago and was severely perturbed that we haven't uh, read her note. I thought we did. No, we didn't. No, we did She had quite a note, but it, it's a nice karma story, and, she, and she's our groupie. Come on. She's got big hooters. I was about to go on welfare, thought about canceling my $5 a month subscription donation, trying to save money wherever I could. Well, out of nowhere, this student temp agency I joined because it's mandatory by the welfare office to be registered at as many agencies as possible, called me and asked me to want if I wanted to work for Greenpeace for two weeks. I started this Monday. Today, I was asked if I wanted to stay on and work full-time as a personal assistant to an important activist whose name I'm not allowed to mention yet. This job is truly my dream job. I've always been active in fighting for human rights since I was 16, including being an assistant to Eric Sawyer. Amazing, cool co-workers. I'll be crazy busy supporting this amazing man. Sometimes he will get to, I'll get to travel with him to Greenpeace events, fighting global warming, and meet some handsome sailors from the Greenpeace ships. So, Noah, we expect you to send inside dirt on this evil organization. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really exactly. want, the, we want the inside dirt, and I'm, uh, we're very happy for you that you, uh, that you got a gig. That's nice. Um, not so sure that this is a great outfit. <laughs> I'm not so sure either. They used to be, it wasn't that, didn't it begin as like an anti-whaling operation and they had their boats and they stopped these people from killing the whales mm-hmm. and save the mm-hmm. whales and the, and the next thing you know, they're in the global warming. What's How did you go from point A to point B? Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot more money in global warming than saving yeah, the whales. Exactly. Ah, You know, they once uh, called me uh, in Holland, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, and they said, hey, man. We want to, uh, can we borrow your helicopter? We're going to go on a mission. Like, fuck no. <laughs> so will you, will you put down a million dollars in case something happens to it? Uh, no. No. So I'm not insured if you're out there, like, attacking ships at sea. Oh, really? No. Nuts. 
That's crazy. Well, that's just a shame. You could have done your part. Yeah. For so let's thank a few people. Biodiversity. Well, biodiversity, another moneymaker. Uh, mm-hmm. Arthur Kessler, uh, uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, beautiful little town, $100. Uh, no comment from him. Hans Hafner from yeah. Ber- Berlin, Germany. Hello? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do the note in a second on the birthdays. On Berlin, uh, from Berlin, Deutschland? Yep, get more nation, Deutschland. Uh, He's, what is that, 6666? Love that number. 6666. Mm. Mm. Uh, this one is like Kahari Bonkoglu. No, I have Kaihan. Oh, no, Kahan. 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 Wait, wait, this, we, this, we've received money from Kahan before. Yeah, I know. Bonkoglu. I don't know how last that week? the thing. Maybe last week even. Well, let's see. In Toronto, I'm going through a medical issue, so please accept my this, donation. This seems, like, this seems like he's already been deuced, deduced in everything. This, this, is, this, this is a repeat. Uh, it could be. It well, could just, just in real. case, let's deduce him again. Bag. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's deduce him. You've been deduced. In fact, th- this is last week's show. It's Kahan, the, the, the repeater. Koglu. Sherwood uh, Whole Foods. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's also a... Uh... From Shropshire, Shropshire, UK... Uh, then we have our normal uh, knighthood people, the DUIHelp.com, uh, Barry Wilson, and, uh, oops, let me slide this down here. And uh, also a uh, one-time uh, $50 donation from Ethan Bierman from Dallas, who uh, has a blog at smokefilledworld.com. I believe that has to do with barbecue. Everybody must go to this website www.smokefilledworld.com, I'm hoping. Uh, by the way, Texas people, they cook beef. Greg Morrow, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, another place where the barbecue is king. And uh, Arthur Kessler, uh, Knighthood. And that's, that's all we got this week, uh, except for our, uh, our regular subscribers and, uh, and the people who donated a smaller amount, uh, which was also a low number. So we had a bad week. I think it has something to do with the, the vibe. Or maybe we never mentioned no, Dvorak.org slash NA, which is where you go to help us out. Uh, because I had the sense that we never did that last week, and I complained about it, and you told me we did it. No, we did. Extreme. We did. Um, look, it's very simple. You know the amount of work that goes into making this program. Um, I'm not motivated, honestly, by, by this. And uh, we need to have real support to keep this program going. And and what I find, although beautiful, that we have our $5 a month subscribers who, if we had a lot more of those, I'd be very happy because it doesn't take much. It really doesn't. You only need, you know, a couple thousand people really to be donating 5000 a month. And then, you know, we're kind of getting somewhere and we're nowhere near that. And although I'm delighted to see that uh, Sir Charles and Sir Robert step back up to the plate, these are repeat supporters, we need new blood. We need fresh people to come in. And uh, it's a, it, I, what is the percentage now, John? Like 10% of the listeners are actually supporting the show and the, and the 90% is ha- taking a free ride? Try five. 5% are supporting the show. 95% well, let's, let's is let's look at it this ride. way. If we take a look at the mailing, well, how many people, do we, what is our normal listenership? It's around probably half a million. quarter of a million. No, it's... A, ha- I mean, half in total, million, half, for each show, eventually half a million people listen to it. But I'd say on a monthly basis, quarter million. That's that's about right. Yeah. How much? 
Quarter of a million? Quarter of a million uh, per month, but each episode eventually has about half a million people that listen to it. Does that make sense? Well, let's say, well, no, it doesn't, but let's say we have 400,000 well, listeners. Not everyone listens. I mean, a show sits out there, and then over time, more people listen to it. Yeah, no, I agree with that, but let's just say that the total numbers is about, let's just say for the point I'm trying to make, that we have 400,000 listeners on a show. Okay, let's, let, we'll take that number. That's a decent number. That's a good number. It's a good number of people. We have 4,000 people who have donated to the show. That's 1%. Look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. And think, did I, have, did I have a good time listening to the show? Did I enjoy? Did I learn something? Do I feel better about myself in the world? Did it keep me occupied while I'm driving to work for two hours a day? For instance. For I, instance. I don't want to complain, but that, that is an incredibly low number. And I think a lot of people are out there going, yeah, I love it. No agenda. I listen to it. It's great. But they're not supporting us, and I'm sorry. And, and, that doesn't and again, cut the like it, I, I agree. If we had more thirty-three dollar or thirty dollar or five dollar subscribers, which is actually, uh, you know, Eric hasn't done one of his charts in a long time. Would he give up? Do we not? Do we not give him money anymore? Is that why? Erica went to Finland. He, you, 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 we, Finland. I don't know why. Is he he's coming back? Charts. I don't think the charts are that big of a deal. Personally. Well, I liked seeing the, the only thing I looked at was the monthly subscribers, and they were tapering off. And PayPal doesn't help because they chop out, you know, all of a sudden, oops, subscription ends. No one pays attention to it. You don't remember. Please check. And if you think you were uh, supporting with a $5 a month donation, go back and check because you may not be. Yeah, they, we they lose about five a week. Well, that's a big deal, John. Five and a week. Yeah, no, it is a lot. And it, the fact of the matter is, like, like twenty five hundred a year would be the would be what we lose because we we have it set, and we did this on for for a reason. I don't like people complaining that oh, you know, I tried to unsubscribe and they keep resubscribing me, which is what a corrupt operation does. So if you if you change your bank account or do anything, or just don't make one subscription payment for some somehow. You get bumped. I mean, it's just automatic. You're not. You're no longer a subscriber, and so you have to resubscribe. And and apparently, people, you know, they change their credit cards, or they they lost a card and they get a new number, and that whatever. And so you just lose. And a lot of people, you know, say, I was kicked off the subscription list. Right. Did you do it? Right. No, we don't do that. No, of course you get not. Kicked off yeah, no, no. We want to throw the money back. So uh, just think of it this way. This is what I do. I you know I have this big app show which is making me no money, but hopefully one day it will, and I'll let you know. And I'll let you know if that happens. John has, uh, you do Dvorak Horowitz. I'm sure that's making no money for you. Uh, you do a couple guest appearances here and there. You write some columns. The talk that we, I mean, if anyone ever Googled me, if I had to apply for a job, like a reasonable job that could keep me uh, with a, a decent roof over my head, I don't have much. I'm renting here. You know, I got a 1999 Saab, uh, which, by the way, is a kick-ass car. And, uh, you know, I can't get a job. I'm patently unemployable. If anyone ever Googled me, they're like, yeah, okay, well, gee, we don't think you're the right candidate for this job. This is, this is what, he's <laughs> like, well, yeah, crack, but that'd be true crack anyway. Pop, crackpot. I have no other qualification. You know, please get some more. <laughs> you know, here's, you're doomed. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm actually, what am I? I'm, if, it's a lost cause. Well, we do want to thank the people that are supporting the show because they're yes. the real fans of the show, and that's they're the ones. And we do get re repeat donations from them, and we can't say thanks enough to that group. Totally. But again, we have other people that probably should, you know, join that group. 
Anyway, let's uh, do our uh, birthdays. It's your birthday, birthday. All right, in the morning, John and Adam says uh, Hans Hafner from Gitmo Nation Deutschland. Thank you for the many listening hours today. I just want a birthday shout out because it is, in fact, my birthday today on the 28th of October. I'm turning 38 years old. Consider this a down payment for a larger donation coming next week, but I'd like you to mention my site www.hanshafna.com where I'm running a sponsor-based funding project for an orchestra recording I'm doing for an indie film featuring Germany's first playboy sounds hot more on that coming soon anyway thank you very much Uh, I'm going to go out now and hit him in the mouth all the best uh, from Hans and then we have a shout out happy birthday uh, two days uh, after the fact from uh, Sherwood Whole Foods to his son, Simon Reed, in New York, who plugged me into No Agenda. Now I chuckle through the chores. Thank you very much, and happy birthday from your friends here at No Agenda. And then we might as well go straight into it, John, because uh, we have... Let me get my scabbard. Uh, Your scabbard, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Speaking of donations, we have a very... You know, here's the way... If we changed... Are, uh, so first get your scabbard out for a second, will you? There you go. Okay. So if, if we weren't taking donations, this is what you might hear. The Inga Swingler Corporation, promoting the development of earth-friendly swords. Swingler, the name you trust, the swords that decompose. <laughs> All right. Time now. That. We don't want that, okay? If you want every segment of the show sponsored, then uh, don't donate. That's the only way to do it. Uh, step forward Carol Jordan and Robert Alter we need you over here if you don't mind Uh, I think we'll do them uh, separately since there's only two today so uh, we'll start with uh, Carol Jordan kneel before us Carol thanks to your husband who of course is already a knight of the no agenda round table i guess he was kind of lonely and the hookers and blow weren't sufficient for him so we are happy and proud to welcome you to the no agenda round table we now knight the dame carol jordan come on over and have some chardonnay and rent boys and your and your husband if you're still interested robert alter kneel before us john the other sword here oh ow ow ooh you be careful with that thing Robert Alter, thank you for your donation, your support of the No Agenda program in excess of $1,000. It now makes you an official knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. You are here by Sir Robert Alter. Join Dame Carol over here for some hookers, blows, rent boys, and Cabernet. Anything you want. And uh, rings are uh, forthcoming still, I believe, for the uh, knights. Yeah, yeah he's finishing up the, what the special, that coin, apparently. The yeah, vendors. we had a delay on the delivery well, of the, the 10, vendors. 10, 10 coin. Just, I knew this was going to happen when you deal with China. Yeah, freaking Chinese. But we'll see. We'll get this. Uh, I'll find out more today. Promise? So anyway, Dvorak.org slash NA, uh, channeldvorak.com slash NA, and the uh, no, or no com all have links to the donation page. Uh, or pages, and uh, we have a few uh, new ideas coming up probably in the next uh, probably in the next couple of days that'll uh, it, which will include I hope by, hopefully by Sunday we have a coder that's working on the uh, this very unique idea where you can actually um, through I think Amazon or from some mechanism out there we can get uh, Christmas gifts 
of various sorts that result in donations to us. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. That's a good idea. We'll discuss this on uh, the Sunday show. You know that there are many, uh, according to uh, the Belgian newspaper De Standaard, there are several European companies that are financing candidates, and apparently not just candidates who are climate deniers. And I'm like, hello, Belgium. We're here. They're literally financing climate deniers. Really? Yeah. Well, how come we can't get any of that? I mean, it's because it's bull crap. They're not giving it to anybody but their buddies. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Why am I even? Why did I even fall into the trap of believing that? Ah, stupid. Yeah, this is all. This is all a scam. Everything. Have you Have uh, you seen that uh, the video that uh, I wanted to? Me- I, it was like kind of a throwaway, and I didn't bring it up uh, on uh, on last week's show. This uh, this guy George Clark um, had had uh, purchased the DVD of Charlie Chaplin's film The Circus, and. Yeah. Uh, do you see this? Just for people who haven't well, seen we, it. We blogged it and we found the source of it. We fi- we debunked the whole thing. It was oh, fantastic. Oh, you debunked it. Oh, I don't, I don't even know this. because. Well, let me give you the story quickly and people can look at it themselves in the show notes, noagendashow.com. Uh, so there's this, uh, it's it's actually some extra footage of the premiere at Man's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. And you see uh, uh, a kind of a weird woman dressed in black who uh, appears to be talking on a cell phone. And of course, the meme is a time traveler. Time traveler caught in the movie. How did you debunk it? What, uh, what, what? Oh, well, it turns out, and then somebody says, that if you go to Dvorak.org slash blog and you look for this, you'll find it, uh, a bunch of people comment. The second guy who commented, debunked it, uh, apparently, and you can see this when you see that, when you watch the, the video again, you, or the movie again, you can kind of see what, what's really going on. In 1923, 1924, Siemens in particular made a hearing aid device that consisted of what appears to be a cell phone-like object that you'd hold to your ear, and it was attached to a briefcase that had a bunch of, I guess, batteries and whatever electronic stuff in there and i guess it had a big microphone or something really? and, and you'd walk down the street with this thing to your ear carrying the briefcase and is the she thing carrying is the briefcase you, is she carrying yeah the when she turns at the very end she looks over at at, at the uh, camera and you can just see for one or two frames in her right hand she's got a briefcase huh so uh, this, the, the, there's links to the Siemens device with pictures of guys holding it into their ears taken back in the late 20s. And it is a hearing aid, and that's the way it was used. It, instead of the big horn people would have on their ear, which you wouldn't want to walk <laughs> I around I thought the with. horn was cool. <laughs> I like the, the horn, horn was a lot cool. better. But they would have this thing, and that's what that was the <laughs> hearing aid device of the era. Oh, okay. So yeah. the thing was time just, traveler. You know, I like time traveler. Try, I like the idea, I like but time it was kind of cute. And I ran a bunch of different. You know, I had I put I put that that clip plus two clips of different physicists talking about time travel and how it's possible. <laughs> but then, I mean, immediately a commenter just nailed it. I am actually a time. I am actually that woman with the horn to her head, and I'm here Your now. Your feet I, aren't I'm, as big as that woman. <laughs> My God, she has these huge feet. <laughs> I am a time traveler from 1923. So uh, here's something that uh, I'm sure is uh, you can't debunk. According to the uh, brand new edition of the DSM-4, DSM, John, in case you didn't know, is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which uh, has its own wiki page, I'll point out. So that means it must be true. There is, uh, in fact, a new mental illness that you and I both suffer from. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's ODD. ODD. Yes, Oppositional Defined Disorder. (laughs) 
which is defined as an ongoing pattern of disobedient, hostile, and defiant behavior. Symptoms include questioning authority. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> Negativity. Oh, John. <laughs> Defiance. Argumentativeness. And, John, it's like the, you are the poster child for ODD. Being easily annoyed. <laughs> hey, I'm making money with ODD. <laughs> my, my entire life has been ODD money making. New mental illnesses identified by the DSM-4. This is an actual report. There's an actual manual. This is typical. Include arrogance, narcissism, above-average creativity, cynicism, and antisocial behavior. In the past, these were called, quote, personality traits. But now, it's a disease. (laughs) Well, I don't suffer so much from narcissism because I've actually looked in the mirror. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I, I would say you ca- let me just see if you tick the boxes. Uh, arrogance, tick. Uh, above average creativity, so. bull crap. I'm not sit, arrogant. Sit, listen to him talking. You're already being den- you're already being antisocial. I'm a denier, that's for sure. You're already <laughs> questioning authority. You're negative, and you're what easily authority? annoyed. You're easily <laughs> annoyed. This is an authority. It's, it's <laughs> you are annoyed. Listen to you. You ODD. I am annoyed. I'm I easily. hope we have a vaccine for this very soon. Yeah, I'll be a. I, that, there goes the show. <laughs> of course, uh, this is nothing new. This is uh, this is this is. I mean, this is usually how you start to isolate people, so uh, you can lock them up. Yeah, I think it's discussed in 1984 to an extreme by Orwell. So let me so, just look at the Wikipedia entry for this Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's published by the American Psychiatric Association. I guess that's legit. I, you know, I guess I'm functional ODD. <laughs> functional. <laughs> uh, it provides a common language and standard criteria for the classification hey, of mental disorders. Wait a minute. Stop a second. What? Does this mean I, I'm subject to the Disabilities Act and I can just go retire? Wow. I think that you're be right. Nice? The checklist is fine. I think, I think I'm, I'm ready to go retire. Check this America's out. America's with Disability Act. That's a disability, it seems to me. The DSM has attracted controversy and criticism as well as praise. There have been five revisions since it was first published in 1952, gradually including more mental disorders, although some have been removed and no longer considered to be a mental disorder, and most notably homosexuality. So these are the guys that uh, initially said, if you're gay, you're mentally insane. Oh, these guys. uh, But they, yeah, but they uh, apparently... They changed. Anyway, the last major revision was the fourth edition, uh, published in 1994, and uh, the current uh, edition uh, was due for publication in May 2013. They were a little bit late, um, but there it is. No, o- it's not late. It's not 2013 yet. I'm sorry. So this is a this ODD thing is going to be in the 2013. No, edition? It's, it's it's in the current one. Uh, Wiki, it's Wikipedia sucks. Wikipedia sucks. Now, now I'm confused. Look, you're ODD. Shut up and don't question me. You're ODD. What? Who are you calling ODD? You're, you're on the checklist. Who are you calling ODD, son? You're arrogant. Yeah, check. You're a narcissist, obviously. Check. You're a denial, a, a, a global warming denialist. Check. Which is on, and you, check. you question authority. You don't like anybody bossing you around. You bitch constantly about having meetings. My God. The science is in. Science.
All right. Gibble Nation so down cool. under. Uh, this is kind of fun. So they uh, introduced uh, fingerprinting at schools. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, of course, you know, why take roll call? If I see a movie with roll call This always call kills again, me, this whole story. Yeah. So uh, with roll call... Uh, the, 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 you know, the gummy bear story is that, uh, you know, that's where I'm taking it, right? Go. <laughs> you didn't know about this, did you? No. So the kids, <laughs> the kids are like, of course, these are, uh, these are the new star children. They're like, Hmm, how can we get around this attendance thing? So it turns out, uh, if you, uh, press your finger into a gummy bear and then flip it around, Someone else can take that gummy bear and press it onto the fingerprint scanner, and it will read as if you were <laughs> you were in attendance, even though it's reversed. Is it reversed? Well, it would be because you push into the gummy bear, so that would be a reverse image, and then you'd push the reverse image onto the the scanner, and it would either have to be a flaw. I, I can believe it, it it would work that way, well, me, but in fact, is, it's reading a reversed. This is very uh, interesting. Now, let me, think about, let me think about this for a second. Um, if you then press that reversed image, I don't know. Does it? Uh, let me see. If you put it down. Yeah, like it's that. one removed. It's, got, it's just reversed. Come on. It's just logical. Well, then these but things are it, even stupider than I thought. Well, I mean, I can see it working that way because it would look. it's looking for points or it's looking for a pattern. It sees a reverse version and it just says, well, I guess the same thing. It's just not bright. Well, uh, apparently, this is a well-known flaw in fingerprint scanners. Uh, tests were done in 2002 with gummy bears. <laughs> I can't believe. I know. We, I just guess we have to test this out. It, it's now known as the gummy bear attack. <laughs> and the kids in Gitmo Nation. I love these kids down there. And like kids, you you rock. I might. I might. Screw that. Give me a gummy bear. <laughs> yeah, I can go home now. I, I can go. I can go find some shaylas. Bark my ute. <laughs> because it's so much work to take attendance. Well, well, let me get this straight. You're a teacher in a room full of, let's say, average, let's say it's a big classroom with 30 30. people. That means there's 30 seats and they're in rows. There's five rows of six. And wait a minute. The place is full. All 30 seats are taken. Or wait, one seat is missing. There's somebody missing from from row two, seat five. (laughs) How hard can it be? Well, this, of course, is about eliminating teachers altogether from the classroom. And, and pretty soon, it's just going to be a monitor up there. This is about jobs, about getting rid of them. It's, it's real simple. It's just, we don't want any teachers. Just screw it. Just be done with it already. I think they should also shackle the kids. Yeah. Ooh. There's the 1046 right on time. Yeah, I don't know why they're honking so much today. Meanwhile, Gitmo Nation ABBA has uh, fined... A, a couple for homeschooling their kid and find him $3,000. I guess that's really against the rules there in uh, in Sweden. Can't and why is that? Because it's against the rules. Because they can't be indoctrinated by the state? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Exactly. They try to do the same thing in California. They have a bunch of these rules. They, they, unfortunately, they, luckily, California's got enough people that complain about this and never went through. But they try to, uh, because, you know, the schools get X amount of money per student. And if the student's being homeschooled, they're losing X amount of money because that student's not attending from the state. And uh, so they try to, you know, bust you for truancy in California and all this other stuff. And so you always have to be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we homeschooled Jay for a number of years, and of course we did it through Washington State, where you can just get a license to homeschool. You just walk into an office, there's nobody there, there's no line, you fill out a form, and then they test the kid a couple times a year, and you're good to go. California, no, it's evil. Let me ask you a question. I, I, you know, when it comes to homeschooling, is homeschooling always, I mean, it conjures up an image of a parent with the kids sitting down and, uh, and, and then, you know, no one else around. Isn't it kind of true that in many cases, homeschooling, uh, m- m- multiple parents will get together and kind of create their own classroom, bring in um, experts from the outside? Isn't it more like an alternative no, it's actually more like you're, what you're. It's kind of not either one of those. Okay, okay. Essentially, most of the. For one thing, a homeschooled kid has to sign on to being a homeschooled. I mean, they have to say, "Yeah, yeah, I want to do that." For whatever reason, because they don't want to go to school, they want to. They got. Oh, they got some interest that don't they miss the, 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 one, the, the one thing a, a homeschooling denier immediately says, you know, kids need social interaction with other kids. Yeah, well, see, that's the, that's the joke of it, because there's homeschooling, eventually everybody that does homeschooling falls into these clubs, and there would be some hot shit, somebody, some maniac, some woman or mother that just loves to take kids on field trips, and so you sign on to her group, ah. and the kid goes with them for a couple of days to some place or other, and they look oh, at a cow okay. being milked, and then, you know, there's a whole bunch of- <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. You think I can still get into the club? I want to <laughs> see a, a cow bunch of getting milked. <laughs> They're all over the place. The, the, the support structure, which people don't really understand, is that the support, underlying support structure for homeschooling in the United States is huge. Because, you know, and, and by the way, it's always associated with Christians who want to keep their kids reading the Bible as a homeschooling methodology. But the fact of the matter is it's about, uh, it's about one quarter of the homeschoolers are Christians, about one quarter are Jewish, about one quarter are Muslims, and about one quarter are just, you know, independents. And that's it's kind of a reflection of everything. And they all get to, usually they get together in these various clubs. And there's a lot of interaction that takes place in terms of socialization. And if the kid, like Jay, wanted to, when she got to high school age, she said, I'm going to go to high school. So right. she goes to high school now, gets straight A's, of course, because she was homeschooled, and, uh, and gets plenty of interaction. And she doesn't I mean, get beat up? Can't she doesn't do get it. beat up and pestered and, and, uh, and marginalized because she's, uh, <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> because she wins the spelling bee? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you're a freak. Like all the homeschoolers. You're a freak. Do. You're a freak. Stop it now. You're too good. How can you spell so many words? <laughs> Like cow and milked. <laughs> hey, Ministry of Truth is out, uh, John, and uh, this is something I believe we've missed. I think we've missed one. In fact, it's something that you said a couple shows ago that uh, reminded me to pay attention to this. Uh, you said, uh, you know, this all comes down to the nullification and how the Supreme Court uh, apparently somehow was uh, appointed as the law of the land court, even though it can't be that because it, it, it uh, represents the government uh, in general. And so they decide on constitutional issues, which in itself is kind of wrong. But you need to read uh, Woods' book, Nullification, to kind of understand what I'm saying here. But you understand the concept. We have a Supreme Court and what they, whatever they decide is the law of the land. And uh, uh, with uh, Elena Kagan, who has been confirmed, uh, who, 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 I mean, just a crazy, crazy woman, no idea where she came from, all of a sudden, well, Supreme Court, I mean, you and I could have been a Supreme Court justice as far as I'm concerned. She has no, uh, she's not a lo- she's not even a lawyer, is she? Is she a lawyer? I believe she, she is. She might be a lawyer, but she, she, you know, has no real time. She was a dean. Yeah, it doesn't seem. Hey, dean. Hey, dean, you want to be a Supreme Court justice? 
Now, she has kind of uh, some radical ideas. And you said all we need now, maybe it was about the Second Amendment about gun rights you said this. All we need is one more crazy person in the uh, Supreme Court and then, you know, everything's going to change and they're going to take away guns and all kinds of other uh, constitutional rights. And I think they're after Clarence Thomas. I think that they're actually after him. And that uh, they, uh, you know, I don't know if if there's an amendment for a Supreme Court justice or we can just get thrown out, but I think Clarence Thomas is uh, is on his way. Well, let's go over this because uh, this is uh, it's funny because it kind of fits in with the Totenberg attacks, which are Clarence Thomas related because the right is going after her. Who is Totenberg? Uh, uh, Nina Totenberg, the NPR girl who was uh, uh, that that did a lot of the stories about uh, Anita Hill, and you know apparently she got clued into, and all the crazy uh, uh, things that that Thomas did while he was in the office, you know, making sexual innuendos because he was apparently had a well, an attraction uh, to I'll, Hill. I'll tell you what. Let's let good. I'm glad we have something complimentary here. Let me play my clip. This is of. Um, Lillian McEwen, uh, who dated Clarence Thomas for several years before he was nominated to the Supreme Court in 91, uh, all of a sudden she shows up on Larry King Live. And this comes after um, that other woman, whose name I forget, uh, says, oh, I'm going to write this book about him. So there's like all kinds of women now popping out of the woodwork saying, oh, yeah, the guy's into porn and, you know, he's crazy and he uh, he's always making sexual overtones and, you know, Anita Hill was right. So, you know, when when you show up on Larry King, this is not an accident. OK, <laughs> it's CNN. It's Larry King. Uh, this is not an accident. But uh, she has a couple of interesting things to say. You dated him? Yes. For a long period of time? Yes, for several years. Was it serious? Obviously, several years it would be serious. Yes, we were very close. But was marriage in the offing? Not for me. He wanted to get married? Possibly. Possibly. Did he ever say, let's get married? He did ask me if he and his son could move into my house. And, um, and therefore, we would be living together. Hmm. I said no to that. But you cared for him? Yes. Still care for him? No. What ended it? That's a very complicated answer, but... Uh, uh, because I couldn't remember... Hold on a second. Why is this... What has this got to do with anything, current events-wise? This is like something so deep in the past. This guy's been a Supreme Court justice for years. And this woman sounds like a robot, by the way. Yep. But, you know, yes, no, yes, no. And That's a very what, complicated what answer. What is the point of this? What is the point of this? Well, the only point can be to uh, tell everyone that the guy is a kook. He's nuts. Well, and, wait, you got to listen to this. To what well, she wait, says. it took her two years to figure this out. What kind of an idiot is she? Most women three, three. will take one look at you and say this guy's a crackpot and be out of there instantly. They're not going to take two years. Well, she stuck it out with him. Listen, listen. Well, I guess the short answer would be that what ended it was that. Clarence became not the person that that I knew when I first met him. Mm. Oh, he changed over time. He changed, he changed over the two years or he three, changed three years. Did three years. Well, let me, well, I will listen. His his change, his transformation. I think he had ODD. Ended it. From what to what? Well, he changed in that 
he first of all stopped drinking. <laughs> well, there's a there's a mistake. Well, listen to her explanation of it, because Larry, thank God for Larry Keita. Well, well, wait a minute. How could that be a bad thing? <laughs> what? He stopped drinking. Oh, I've tried that. Uh, he he drank to excess when I first met him. Well, that should have been a good thing. Oh, well, that should have been a good thing. But for some people who are binge drinkers and who have been overindulging for many years and who are alcoholics, which he might have been, um, for some people when they they quit immediately without counseling or anything else to help them, what happens to them is is not pretty this is a great message i'm receiving this here. is bull bull crap you know when it's if you stop is she without like counseling. an expert on the topic the guy stopped drinking <laughs> and so he stopped drinking well he was an alcoholic i think i don't know maybe and when people but stop drinking without counseling without counseling without you, you counseling can't do that without counseling, counseling oh yeah counseling um for him that process meant that he became very irritable um, very check. angry. Check. Arrogant. Angry. Arrogant. Check. Arrogant. He throws that uh, in. By the way, maybe he got that way because you wouldn't let him move into your house. <laughs> ODD, I'm telling you. Short-tempered. Asexual. Asexual. What? Asexual. So then what was all the innuendo about if he's not all of a sudden asexual? Bear with me. And obsessed with uh, with, with weird things like um, Cellulite. 10, 15 miles in the morning, almost <laughs> in the dark. He's running in the dark. He <laughs> oh, must be crazy. And uh, his, um, his ambition... Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, his his ambition may have been ambitious. I'm telling you, they're going to throw the ODD book at him. And connected to the alcoholism or what he was going through when he stopped drinking. But wait a minute, I, I wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. A minute ago, she said she didn't know she was an alco if he was an alcoholic. Now, apparently, alcoholism. It's fact. Oh yeah, oh yeah. about that. But anyway, his ambition just because she's trying to stick to the script, but she's too stupid to remember it all. It became overwhelming to the point where he was giving interviews two or three o'clock in the morning, and then raving and ranting about what was printed about him the next day. That's well, yeah, they were calling him a sex fiend, <laughs> a long dong silver. I haven't forgotten. What a thing. What was oh, his yeah. goal? His, his ambition was to be. Oh, his, his listen to listen to King lead her on. That's great. He's because um, of course Larry King a has it in the prompter, and b you know he prepared a little. He's like, and his ambition was to what prompted this? His ambition was to be. You know, in a high school play or a grade school play, when someone is is not good at their lines, and the other actor will be like, and his ambition was to be. <laughs> Thing. What was yeah. his goal? Yeah. His, his goal ambition was to be. be oh, his, uh, his goal uh, was. Mr. King, you were leading the witness. To be on the Supreme Court. That was his goal. Yes. Uh, and you're a lawyer and were an associate justice. Did you think or he shit. had the qualifications for the court? That, let me guess. That's a complicated question. That's a, a hard question, a complicated question mm -hmm. to answer. Uh, certainly, 
being a, a raving alcoholic for, for many years. Whoa, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I know. Stop the president. First it was, I don't know if he was an alcoholic. Then he was an alcoholic. Now he's a raving, raving alcoholic. alcoholic. Raving. This is, this is a beautiful interview. This is, it's unbelievable. This is so beautiful as the ministry of truth unfolds. Larry, so literally, here's the meeting. Larry, uh, what? I was asleep. What? Larry, listen, we've got we to gotta mess with Clarence. Oh, what? Uh, all right. So we have a guest. Larry, uh, uh, I was asleep. Uh, we have a guest, and uh, you have to make sure that uh, we discredit uh, Clarence Thomas. We've got to get this guy off. And so if she, like, slips, you got to lead her on a little bit and prompt. He's got, he's got the IFB in his ear. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get it, get it, get it. And then, and then finally she's on board with 30 seconds to go. He was a raving alcoholic. Start, start it off slow. Start it off slow. Uh, certainly, being a, a raving alcoholic for, for many years uh, doesn't disqualify you in the United States from holding a high office. Uh, <laughs> cute. Yeah, very cute. Uh, but um, the um, instability and the, uh, the lack of uh, intellectual curiosity, the inability to sit down and read something and concentrate it concentrate on it for for a significant length of time that makes it very difficult to do the the job he didn't grow he didn't grow he didn't what? grow he didn't he, well this is it this is uh, in other words interviews preposterous grow uh, well, i would i would say I would, yes i would say he went backwards <laughs> during, during the time that I knew him, and and he uh, became a bully to his child, so all of he those things meant to me that it was time for me to go. He didn't grow. He was a he raving. Became a, became a bully. Uh, did you notice the bully memes in there? I didn't. Did, he, did, he, did she say bully? She he, go back, yeah, play yeah, that last yeah, little yeah. clip again. She says he became a bully to listen. his child. Ooh, I would, I would say. I would, yes, I would say he went backwards. During, during the time that I knew him, and and uh, he became a bully to his child, wow. so all of those wow, things wow, meant to wow. me that it was time for me to go. Okay, so what what have we, we got learned? Meme galore. Yeah, what have we learned? He was a raving alcoholic, a bully to and his bully. child. He uh, went. He did not grow. He went backwards. He couldn't focus. Couldn't concentrate. Didn't have read. proper. Co- He's illiterate. Read. He couldn't read. Didn't have proper counseling. Get this guy off my court. I think. Wow. And this is uh, this is Larry King. Oh, thank you. That's a great interview. You did a great job. You can pick up your check on oh, the way up. Great find. That's a ten pointer. Thank you. I'll give myself a. Uh... In the morning. All right. So let's tie this into the Totenberg attack. Well, the Totenberg. See, this seems to be the battle. So they're going after Totenberg. So they say, okay, you're going after Totenberg. We're going after Thomas. Right. And it's, it's, tit, it's tit for Totenberg. And so Totenberg, so they're attack. They start attacking Totenberg after they uh, after Juan Williams, the black guy who's a liberal, got fired from NPR. And so they start attacking Totenberg, which I think they've always wanted to do because Totenberg's largely responsible for a number of things that's taking place against the right wing. And um, and let's just listen to the Totenberg attack, which is the latest iteration, which was just from a day or so ago. Okay, so again, Totenberg is the and now is Totenberg a journalist? She's a supposed journalist reporter for NPR. She's on a lot of t- news talk shows. She's kind of a dingbat. I think she's a ditz. And she, uh, and she doesn't express herself very well. And she's kind of just loony. And they, they want to get rid of her. And I think uh, it may be this part of the – it was a little jockeying back and forth where people attacking each other. Uh, but they're all as proxies. 
you know, nobody's just attacking the other party or anything else. They're attacking proxies uh, just to show, you know, what, how much you can push people around. Try, try this and see how much you can put up with it. But it's, it's kind of interesting. Woman named Alicia Shepard says, quote, NPR's values emphasize fact-based objective journalism versus the tendency. And some part- he, it's O'Reilly. You had time to watch him, but not Jon Stewart. Hmm. The news media, notably Fox News, to promote only one side of the ideological spectrum, unquote. Oh, really, Miss Shepard? And why would we even have Juan Williams on in the first place? He's a liberal, madam. As for objective journalism, here's NPR reporter Nina Totenberg. I don't think I have any Jesse Helms defenders here, Nina. Not me. I think he ought to be worried about the uh, about what's going on in the good Lord's mind, because if there's re- retributive justice, he'll get AIDS from a transfusion, or one of his grandchildren will get it. <laughs> yeah, this is the AIDS. Uh, that was on NPR, right? No, that was, I think, on Washington Week in Review or something. It was on another venue, but the NPR people claim that whatever venue you're on, if you're working for them, it has yeah. to be acceptable to them. Right. Okay. And that's what the argument was against right. Juan Williams, anyway. Right. right. Yeah, Ms. Totenberg did apologize for those remarks she made in 1995. Joining us now to react to the entire fragus, Fox News analyst Bernie Goldberg, the purveyor of Bernard Goldberg.com. You know, uh, we had the geniuses in our brain room, the Fox News brain room, go to the NPR website and look at all their analysts. Here's the sheet. Okay, there is one, maybe a conservative, David Brooks. Yeah, yeah. come on. He's, okay, he's, he's not, not cons- really, a, yeah. but he's a moderate. Right. Everyone else, every other analyst is a liberal person. And it includes Juan, who's an ex-analyst over there. But to hear Ms. Shepard, they're fair and balanced over there at NPR. They don't have any ideological bent at all. So where's the Totenberg attack? This is, this is O'Reilly ranting about NPR. Yeah, no, I know, but they kept bringing, they keep bringing Totenberg in, as a, and they're targeting her. It's pretty obvious when you listen to any of this stuff going on now that's just a rant you can stop it now yeah the, the point is is it seems to me there's a some sort of a proxy battle going on here of some sort well i think it's over the supreme court justice and i think it's uh you know i i, I think it's a you know a, a valid uh, valid point you know th- they have hated power. this guy that's power it's power it's power it's power john they have hated this Thomas character since he got nominated because, for one thing, he is a black. He's black. It's number one. And he's an extreme conservative. He's a black conservative of the highest order. And they the, and I think uh, Juan Williams mentioned, he says, you know, the, the, the left wing will not accept any black person who's not a liberal. Huh. And I think they sounds been pretty racist to me. You think? Yeah. Hey, let's bring something back for a moment here, John. It's that time of year again when we have to go out and get our shots like good slaves. They're free everywhere almost. You can drive by shots. You can get shots at work. You can get shots in the military. Shots are everywhere. And now we have this fantastic chicken flu shots commercial. Once again, we face an ancient and insidious foe bent on destroying us. I speak of influenza. But we have a mighty ally, science. The first strategy we will test is evasion. If the flu virus cannot find me, it cannot infect me. Our second strategy, isolation. Influenza cannot infect me if I am sealed inside this airtight bubble. What the? Oh, oh, hey! The third strategy is vaccination. The flu vaccine is safe and effective. It is our best defense against influenza. 
bit boring, though. That's better. Science. I can't believe they stole our science meme. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's uh, from the Department of Defense. It's from the Department of Defense. This is their public service announcement. It's boring, but it will stop the influenza. You can't hide. Why do they have to say it's safe? I mean, they never used to say that. Five years ago, there were flu shots flying around. No one ever said, oh, the flu shot's safe. It was just assumed. Now they have to tell you this. By the way, so I'm going over to the, I'm at the ballpark, mm-hmm. not to bring it back up. Mm-hmm. The Giants ballpark. The Giants are, are selling flu shots at the ballpark. The science is in. <laughs> so I go down the street. It's down flu the shot down the day. Like we have bat day. It's flu shot day. Yay. First 10,000 visitors will get a free flu shot. And then I go down to the Safeway store. Safeway selling flu shots. Yeah. It's all safe. It's all distribution. Even though H1N1 is now actually folded into the seasonal vaccine. And and guys like us, we're tired of of telling you about about the potential dangers, the testing that hasn't been done. I'm not against vaccines, but this has not been tested. And uh, all the shilling that was done by the World Health Organization, the changing to pandemic. and uh, It's money, 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 money. It's all about money. talking about money. Yes. Here's the segue. Mm-hmm. Guess who's worth more dead than alive? Well, I know I'm worth more dead than alive, according to Social the, Security. The numbers have come in for uh, the 2009 um, worth more dead than alive numbers. Okay. Michael Jackson made $275 million dead. There you go. A- number as, two. As yeah. Number two, by the way, was Elvis. Elvis is still bringing in a sixty, a cool sixty million a year. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. In fact, the only entertainer that made more than Michael Jackson was Oprah. All the other major entertainers made less money than the dead Michael Jackson. Do you think Oprah would be worth more dead than alive? No. No, I don't think so either. I think she's safe. I don't safe. think so either. I think if Michael Jackson had played his cards right, he would be making, you know, he, he, he just he blew it. He did. He was hogging his. <laughs> he blew dead. it. He didn't blew play it. well. He you didn't can't play the be game. worth more dead than alive. Don't let it happen to you. That's my uh, way of looking at things. Well, I might as well be dead at this point. And I got no money. I'm broke. How are you doing? You have to worry about uh, being... Uh, being killed for your money. <laughs> no, that's for sure. They're like sitting on a bunch of uh, like, license agreements for songs, <laughs> yeah. like you know, Imagine, you know, by John Lennon, going out as a as a anti war song being used to sell printer ink. But so, so how does this work? You know, we had all those. St- First of all, they tried to get him on the child molestation charges. Uh, that didn't work. Um, which, by the way, is still just like a joke. You know, I saw Bill Maher. Uh, I, I'm trying not to watch the show. I catch it from time to time. And, you know, these jokes are still like, ha, 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 ha. Michael Jackson was more popular than the president when he was on child, when he was being charged for kitty molestation. And, it, but, you know, the guy got off. He, I'm sorry, poor choice of words. He, first of all, the guy was asexual. I met the guy. There was no sex at all, whatever. Uh, he was a total setup. He was scammed by people trying to make money off of him. Uh, He was cleared of all charges, all charges, all counts. But still, it seems okay for this to be a joke. I don't think it's funny. You know, it's it's like it's a horrible, horrible thing. Not funny, but it's old. True. It's it's not funny. And it's it's old material. 
Um, but then it was like, oh, he's broke. He's got no money. You know, is it? Yeah, and, and he's making a quarter billion dollars a year. It's, there's it was story bullshit. after story. If everyone out there remembers this, uh, and it was done all over the place. And it was the guy would go into a store and someplace in Hollywood and then rack up a huge bill and never pay because he was broke. It was the meme. He was broke. Yeah. Well, he obviously wasn't broke. He was sitting on these, all these licenses that are worth a fortune. He just wasn't doing anything with all this stuff. His assets, he was just sitting on. I was reading. That's the problem. I was reading a story. Maybe I told you this last week. That the Sony Music. Sony Music Publishing is owned at least 50%. I'm not sure of the exact uh, division. By the Michael Jackson Foundation. Of all of Sony Music Publishing. The publisher, he owns half of Sony Music Publishing. No wonder they killed the guy. And you know, he, was, he probably had to sign everything. He was probably relatively smart. I think he was smart. When I met him, I thought he was a smart guy. And I'm just like, you know, f- fuck this guy. Let's just kill him. Yeah, good idea. And by the way, where, where whatever happened to that? Where The guy who apparently killed him with... Uh, the doctor. Whatever happened all that's gone. I don't Swept know. I'm reminded of your, uh, one of the things we did first on this show early on in the game when you got your last shot at network cable. That's right. MSNBC. I said, hey, excuse me. Um, this was just before the funeral. You, you, we got to revive that clip. I think it should be in the – Just we should bring it. I want to hear it again. I, wonder, I know you can't uh, get to it right now, but I think on the Sunday show we should bring that clip back and just show – how far in front we are on this show, which is why people should help us out by going to Dvorak.org slash NA and donating to the, to the cause here. This is a cause. It was, um, yeah, I, I, I will have to, um, yeah, I don't think I can find it that quickly. No, you could, couldn't find it. I know that you can't. I can't find it anything. But I, I do have it somewhere. But, yeah, it was, uh, I, I know we saved the clip. Yeah. You, but I was on I, uh, your show. I don't understand why they're not looking into it as a mer click. Yeah, never, and, and I even sent, uh, and then months later, after it turns out, oh, he was murdered, LaToya comes out, said, oh, they, they, my brother said, if they ever kill me, if I ever die, it's because they killed me for, the, for my catalog. She said it. Of course, LaToya's crazy. Can't listen to LaToya. She's crazy. She wears tight pants where you can see camel toe. She's crazy, crazy, crazy bitch. And, uh, and I sent the producer a little email. said, hey, that's kind of funny. I think you had the, uh, the premiere of uh, someone questioning that. Not like I got an email back. Yeah, they had a scoop. Yeah, no. they don't even know what a scoop is nowadays. I don't know if, a scoop. if it's not on the on the set you know, on the set uh, script that they're handed yes. by the uh, government. It's yeah. no good. Hey, here's uh, the case of MSNBC by the Democrat Party. So uh, we're uh, in process of taking away your alcohol, and uh, people are still kind of laughing about that. It's cool. Ha ha ha. Yep. Uh, mostly people are really happy about uh, smoking. And uh, this past week, in Santa Clara County in uh, California, it is now uh, illegal to smoke in your own home. Yeah. Uh, that is if you live in a uh, condo, apartment, or uh, other form of multi-unit Any adjoining dwelling. walls. Yeah. Multi-unit dwelling. Because the evil smoke will go through the... Uh Apparently through the uh, plaster and the wood and everything between the walls and then seep Evil in smoke. some unnatural way into the next condo and kill them. Yeah. Yep, because uh, smoke doesn't know where it's going. That's the meme there. Smoke doesn't know where it's going. I've seen the results in the hospital. 
smoke, smoke, it will kill you, smoke. Residents caught smoking in their homes could face fines ranging from ranging from one hundred to five hundred dollars, with three or more violations in a year publishable as a misdemeanor. I think there should be some Gitmo Nation jewelry for smoking. I think that would be great. Give a little uh, GPS uh, a smoke sensor around your ankle. But you know what? Why even? Do, why even spend money? Why not just uh, t- uh, just strap a smoke detector to someone? Just on your head. <laughs> Just like like a yarmulke. Uh, on the top of your head. All right, slave. Here's your Gitmo Nation jewelry. We're going to strap this on your head. We don't have the, uh, the you know, the, the, the regulations came through a bit too quick. We don't have our gear set up yet. I'm from BI Incorporated. I'm just going to strap this smoke detector on your head. Here's some gaffer tape. And uh, if you smoke, it'll go off and we'll know. We'll have to come in and penalize you. <clears throat> just, uh, I think this goes a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of people complaining about it. Yeah, but it's a, it's an actual law. It's yeah, a, it's I don't understand there. how these things get passed. What kind of boneheads are in the city council, whoever did this, would actually pass this? You know, why don't they just find something better to do with their time? How about robberies? Do something about robberies. You know, petty there's theft. A, there's a concept. Shoplifting. There's a lot of things going on that are more important than this. There's a concept. I'd like to uh, go to Gitmo Nation, uh, United States of Europe, for a moment. Uh, Haiku Herman uh, had a little, he did an unprecedented speech in English. Oh, my goodness, because, of course, we know France, or Francais, is the official language of uh, the United States of Europe. And uh, he opened up the Friends of Europe's annual State of Europe Summit with a, an eight-minute speech. Uh, and, of course, he is the president of Europe, unelected, uh, although he was elected by the unelected members, so he was kind of elected by unelected officials, but he's unelected. And, ooh, nice timing, eleven sixteen. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, so I will spare... This thing is moving at like two miles an hour. <laughs> it's high-speed rail. So I will spare you uh, eight minutes and 30 seconds of... It sounds like he's doing haikus. But uh, I, will, I will give you the last 40 seconds, which is really, it all culminates into this. But all this, most of them, all this also has a budgetary impact. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. President, the balance of payments of the Eurozone is in equilibrium. I, I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, as the president, as your fearless leader, I am Haiku Herman. I'm going to tell you what we need. Payments of the Eurozone is in equilibrium. This isn't the case for other, by, by other world players. We need more global economic governance. There it is. Global economic governance. Yeah, they're trying to take away our money. Which means the banks should be governing you. They already do, but now we just need to make it official. We want to make it official, yeah. We want to make That's it official. Excellent. Good so job there, Haiku. Hey, everyone in Europe, how's that Lisbon, Lisbon Treaty working out for you? Yeah. Enjoy that, eh? Rockin'. Hitler wins. So, uh, <laughs> what? So, Eric uh, went to Finland because he had a funeral uh, or some funereal uh, things to do with relatives. Mm-hmm. And so he comes back. He's just got back. And so he's irked by the fact that apparently we've been bullcrapped in this country to believe that we have a low tax rate. When, in fact, even though the Finnish supposedly have a 65% tax rate, it only applies to people making over a million dollars a year. It's generally around 20%, 25%. And 
their health care system. It's like you pay $500 a year for health care. Mm-hmm. And when you go to Russia, by the way, they always tell you something bad happens to you. Get on a Finnair flight and, and go back to Finland and, and use their system because it's quite good. And uh, everything else is the same thing. You can retire. It's like it works fine. So, so the question remains is why, why is it so expensive in this country, which is supposed to be the cheapest and is not, because we have about, you know, if you really start doing the numbers and the fees and the licenses and all these things that are phony baloney, but they're taxes, they're actually taxes and guise of something else. Mm-hmm. How come uh, we, we keep buying into this? I was, we were, went to see a comedy show recently and the comedian up there says, well, the great thing about the USA is that we have the lowest taxes in the world. Bull. Well, that's not true. It's not true. No. What are you going to do? Go up to him and lecture him? I mean, it's just like, well, he's a comedian. Well, you know, if if you're if you're a country like Finland, you know, you got to do something to keep people there. Have you ever been to Finland? I've been to Finland. Yeah, I have been to Finland. It's cold and dark. It's 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 it's, it's depressing in some yeah. way, but it's actually you know it's also kind of you know relaxing. <laughs> to get on a snowmobile, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, but that's pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Eh, eh, well, the saunas. You had to walk around naked with a bunch of strangers. Okay. I think I need a trip back. Get more nation naked sauna. So uh, I'll just wrap up with one little fun clip from uh, Yale University. There's a, uh, a fracas, a controversy, a big flap over the uh, pledges. You know, uh, when you want to get into a fraternity in, uh, in these schools like Skull and Bones, then you have to do crazy shit. You know, if you saw the the movie The Social Network, and of course that is now a global success, then you you kind of understood a little bit what these fraternities were about, and you have to do weird stuff, and you got to drink and throw up and stand outside naked, and um, so apparently the uh, let me see what is the what is the um, trying to find out ah, which fraternity it is Delta. How Epsilon or something. It doesn't really matter. They have to, the pledges who want to get into the fraternity have to go around campus with this chant. And I, I'll leave it as my last clip for you. No means yes! Yes means No means yes! Yes means No means yes! Yes means No means yes! What is he saying? I can't, what are they saying? I can't hear it. No, I, I shall play it again for you. They are saying, no means yes. Yes means anal. You know, it's, you know, I don't have a kid in college, but I'd be so proud spending $50,000 a year to have my kid walk around saying, no means yes. Yes means anal. This, this is great. Where, what school is this from? Yale. This is Yale. Yale? <laughs> <laughs> that figures. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> the number of pieces of material, directions we can go with that clip, yeah, especially at Yale. It's Delta Cow, what, DKE. Delta Kappa Epsilon International has now instructed the Yale chapter to stop all pledge activities until further notice in the wake of the controversial chants. <laughs> we strong, the fraternity's board of directors strongly condemns the actions taken by some members of our Yale chapter last week. This is not a good thing. By the way, in case you were wondering, no means yes and yes means anal. I'll see you next week.
All right. I have a couple of things, but we can skip them. We'll do it give on Sunday. One. We Just get a bunch of good one. stuff coming up. Give, give well, if you want, my favorite one is this World Series analyst who happens to be Ozzie Guillen, who was the manager of the White Sox. And they have him as an analyst on network TV. He cannot speak a word of English. <laughs> they come up so big all the time. What makes him so special? I think Uribe is not, never going to be a fear. He never, you want to be the big hit. He's always going to go to bat when the game's on the line. This kid's very special. I think when you walk into the clubhouse, when the game's on the line, you want the man out there, no matter to play defense or with the bat in his hands. What's going to happen when he finds out that you picked against him and picked the Rangers to win this thing? Well, He's my friend. He's not why I had to pick somebody because that's my job up here. But I hope this uh, this series goes to seven games. All right. Well, so far it's we one. Go out, we hit people in the mouth. <laughs> so that gives hope to anybody who wants to be a broadcaster. Absolutely, there is hope. Hey, John, we could still do it, and we will be doing it again on Sunday. Yes. Please consider supporting our show. I think we've uh, entertained you once again for more than two hours. And uh, we appreciate uh, the people, uh, the human resources, I should say, in the chat room. Uh, Human subjects, of course, is what you now are, according to Fox News. And uh, go to Dvorak.org slash NA. If that's not working for you for some uh, reason, channeldvorak.com slash NA might do it. And consider supporting the show, even if it's just a monthly subscription. Those are actually quite needed. Or do both. And coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. Sun's coming up. I'm Adam Curry. Yeah, just the opposite's happening here in northern Silicon Valley. The sun is disappearing. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again Thursday, same time, same Gitmo Nation Bat Channel right here on No Agenda. up get more leprechaun representing john turn your speakers up you want some no agenda raps well that's easy holla at my hr peeps and i'll ships at sea all together sail with me now free wheezy he should be like Lindsay, rocking that get more jewelry adam needs to cut his hair and maybe wear a do-rag giving something back so don't be calling me a douchebag take the time to microwave yourself a hot pocket don't knock it, you can't stop it like a rocket docket. Always in the morning, even in the afternoon. Karma, not big karma, helicopters chasing after you. Hitting people in the mouth, the formula we propagate. Each show is pure gold, more than worth the weight. Do my drug habits from the CIA or Taliban. The talking points say I need to rhyme that word of Pakistan. Kick back, relax, roll a spliff and get blazed. Cause the show is never over till the fat man's paid. Don't chase me, bro. Don't chase me, Shut up, slave. Ah!